Listener discretion is advised. Previously on Fantastic Forum. We had, we're talking about Titans. What the f***? This is bullshit. I don't know the get name of the guy that plays Beach Boy, but f*** him too. Greg Berlanti. I forgot who the third producer is. Akiva Goldsman. Yeah, f*** him. That's the official review right there. Marv Wolfman's at home like, please don't put my name on that. I stand by my comments for Venom. It's still not a good movie, and I defy anybody that like loves that movie. Like, I can guarantee you they love Fast and the Furious. They love Transformers. It appeals to the lowest common denominator, which apparently yeah. we have too many of right now. Shazam, that, that looks terrible. It looks like a trailer in a movie about the character saying that that movie's going to be terrible. It does. That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> Look, I live my life high, Larry. My brain's open. I got my third eye on these things. I don't, I don't just see trailers in the movie. I see them with my third eye. Tune in to Fantastic Forum Live, Wednesday nights, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific, on allgames.com. The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Its pulsating sounds penetrate deep into your ear canal to stimulate your cochlea in ways no other show can. This is your final warning. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. I get the keys ready to come in and you'll come and use it. Tony. What is his name, Tony? He's about to be <laughs> Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! Ah! Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play little dude instead. Aquaman's a hero! I'm sure it's better than number one looks like. I guarantee you, boys will The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum Assemble? Oh, Moses? Moses? I was waiting for the music to die down. Oh, I'm sorry. But yeah, Fantastic Forum Assemble. We are here, finally, after a week off over... Several different circumstances. I think each of us had our own thing going on that week. But we're here. In a rather crisp, warm, spine-tingly-ingling Halloween Eve. Eve? Yeah, well, you know. I don't know. They call it Samhain, Hollow's Eve. Just mixing everything together. But we're here. We're going to 
bring you a, a, a nice show. We started a little late because we did a little pre-production right at 6.30. But, uh, but we're here. We got you some reviews. Did a lot of stuff on Netflix. Daredevil came out in the time we were gone. I watched the whole scary story series called The House. The Haunting on Hill House. I can never get it right. Or The Haunting of Hill House. Which is actually funny because the name is so like... It's alliteration. It it sounds like every other movie you've ever watched with ghosts in a house on a hill. To the point that when I actually wrote the review for AllGames.com... I had the wrong title for like two for like a week. I had to go back and edit it. But <clears throat> we're here. We're also I also have a review for you know it being Halloween. We have the Edgar Allan Poe Snifter of Terror from Ahoy Comics. I got to pick that up today. It was a delightful romp. But I'll get to that in the review. And uh that's it, all right. We got some news coming. Um, as always, we'd like to invite you to join our chat room on Discord at allgames.com slash live. Right there, you can, uh, anybody in chat, they can tell me something witty going on in there. Big man in chat says, love the recap. Thank yeah, you. that recap, that recap was particularly good. I didn't realize we had all those gems last, last episode. Yeah, oh, yeah that was a lot of fun to edit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't know it's like I, some of those things i don't remember saying that's the beauty of it you people at home think that that recap is for you but it's really for us um <laughs> but yeah you could join us in chat. so it could be like oh yeah don't don't say that again this week <laughs> we also have uh you can hit us up on skype right there's actually multiple ways to get a hold of us want to get in on the action call fantastic forum on skype and join the fun too shy to call in that's okay you can join the discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live join the party you know you want to It's good production money at work. I love how professional it sounds like in all the bits that we play and in the previews and the warning and the review music. But our audio quality is like hit or miss sometimes. <laughs> like, my degree was in production, so that shit better sound good. I spent a lot of money to, to learn how to do this shit. But aside from that. called positioning. Yeah. But yeah, but here we are, you know, um, I usually do the, the Jeffrey's comics spiel and all that. Uh, I guess I should do that. I don't want to not do it. I was going to think of a creative way to do it, but... Oh, here's a creative way to do it. 310-538-3198. That's the number. Right. Just call them up. <laughs> tell them we sent you and they give you a deal. I think it's still the same deal, right, Larry? The three, you buy three trade paperbacks, you get one free. Uh, yeah, I like. I wasn't. I wasn't sure what was production and what wasn't. I was like, "Am I gonna come in? <laughs> and, am I gonna come in and start saying something?" Or I like. I wasn't sure. I, 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 you know what? Blend it so seamlessly. Inter interestingly enough. Fuck you, Larry. Oh wait, sorry, that's the wrong one. Fuck you, Larry. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. So the voices you guys are hearing are that of. 
my partner in crime for going on what like 13 years on this show larry mayor young in chat hello and then the other guy that we when we're thinking up of this crazy show he was hanging around or like maybe he should be on it too and that's oz i'm pretty sure i've literally been your partner in a crime at some point yeah, but I don't want to say that on air because yeah, the case might still be open. <laughs> right. There it is. Saying I'm his partner in crime, they go looking for that. And it's like, yeah. they've committed no crimes together. Yeah. <laughs> no crimes. We actually got pulled over, handcuffed and everything, and they let us go. <laughs> but yeah, but this is our show. It, you know, we're always playing a little loose or we make it seem that way. That's part of the that's the hardest part. But, uh, yeah, Larry, what, what would you do on your week off? You said your people were in town, some people, and you couldn't yeah, do shit. man, just so much work, dude. So much work. And, you know, I mean, the job I have, I really enjoy. But it was, it, like, this whole month has been kind of action-packed, man. Been filled to the brim with all types of events and things happening. And, you know, needless to say, I'm happy to be here with Fantastic Forum. Like, I... I he, wait, I, I'll tell you, because of all the stuff happening in the month of October, yesterday was the first time I got to go to the comic book store in, like, a month. Man. And, and you know, like, but when I tell you yesterday when I went to the comic book store, it was literally, like, like self-care. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, if I don't go to the comic book store, I might lose my mind today. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, let me go to the comic book store and recalibrate. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me get my books. Let me have my little pile. And it, what I'm realizing is, like, I, obviously, um, you know, there's going to you can't always go to the comic book store on a Wednesday because, you know, there's always there's, there's going to be something that happens sometimes, you know. But I need to, like, build going to the comic book store and reading comic books like I need to structure it into my week somehow. To yeah. Make sure that it's like that's you know like you set that time aside. Like I usually play it by ear, and now I'm like, hey, listen, if I play this joint by ear, and I get busy again. Guess what's gonna happen? I, I will be won't be there for another month, and next time I may not be able to like force it force it in the way that I was this time. And then I just mess around and go postal, and they be like, "What happened?" You know, like you know how they have the situations where they're like, "He's so nice, I don't understand." Yeah. It's You're like such a quiet man, right? Exactly. It's like, well, he just he lo- he used to laugh all the time, and now he killed sixteen people. It's like, nah, no. Can you, can you imagine a horror movie where like Larry's stalking you with? With a giant shotgun, shotgun, and you're running, and all you hear is his laughter in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you hear in the back. That's, that's, that's crazy. It's just getting closer and closer. <laughs> Look, it would be like a Jason movie because, uh, uh, like I, you know, I don't run. <laughs> just be walking. You know what? With a gun that big, you don't have to. Yeah. You know what's what's funny about that? The way they say, "Oh, he was such a quiet man." Is that like the guy that sent those mail bombs? Oh yeah. <laughs> nobody said that about him. No, like they no, knew. No. Like he said he was gonna do it, and nobody did shit. That yeah. dude was arrested yeah. for the same shit. Like what? Five, ten years ago? Yeah. Like repeatedly. Yeah. 
MAGA. <laughs> so crazy. No, it's crazy the things that have happened in the world like that, oh, on a weekly yeah. basis. It's crazy. Yeah, the world's on fire. It's 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 the end. It's you know the book of Revelations talks about all these monsters and shit. Nah, man, it's people. Are you saying it's people? Are you saying Trump is is uh, was the the biblical version of the trumpet? He's the oh, false prophet. Ooh. But yeah, yeah. seven trumpets, seven years of of Trump. No, the seven trumpets have been have, those have been sounded already. Like we're already in the four horsemen era. We got typhus break out here in LA. Yeah. Typhus. Hepatitis too. Yeah. I heard polio is making a comeback he too because yeah. people aren't vaccinating <laughs> their kids. It's literally pestilence. <laughs> you know, uh, like, and then, you know, not too long ago, it was, you know, the, the doomsday clock got moved, man. Well, we had war yeah. a few years during the Obama years. Now we got pestilence. Sure, What's next? War started with Bush. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, this isn't a uh, scatology. Uh, Wait, hold on. Pestilence. What's what's left? Well, it's uh, what you call it, hunger and death. Have we had hunger yet? Not yet. There's been hunger around the world, but on a global scale, we haven't. Had so that's hunger. next when the crops start to fail, right? That's hunger, yep. and that's almost on its way. And obviously, you know, that leads it, to you death. know in in the Bible when it talks about the the hunger. It actually talks about somebody, you know, he, the, the, that horseman says, dictates the prices of barley and stuff and rice and, you know, and now I read a new story that beer is going to go up in price because of climate change. The barley isn't like producing as well as it, as it's used to. So that, that's literally like, you know. Three denarii for a pound of barley, like what? What the fucking that ghastly uh, horseman says? It's literally that. Like the price of barley went up as a commodity because it's so scarce now. I don't drink beer, but I'm not about yeah. it. That sounds luckily. Awesome. You know, if the price is going to double, two eleven is still going to be like seventy five cents now. Yeah. <laughs> Mojo Jojos. But that's neither here nor there. I mean, that's that's scary stuff for Halloween. But we're not a a Christian hellhouse. <laughs> we're not going to scare you into giving your immortal soul to Jesus. <laughs> um, we're here to talk about the real scary stuff, and it's the nerd rage about comics. There it is. So we should Amen. probably start. I'll start with the comic review real quick. Get that out of the way. Okay, well, let's do it. We're going to do well, comic reviews. Not get it out of the way, mind you. And it's like, we're just doing it first. Okay. Well, we have a lot to say about the Netflix stuff. That's true. Because I, 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 I have harsh criticisms. And I know Oz does from pre-production. So you know, that might go into some scary uh, sections I, of the show. I, I read, you know, and trust me, like I'm, I'm a little hypersensitive lately just because I... I, I read a thing on Twitter and, you know, they were talking about how they're releasing some Dragon Age comic books, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, I, it was, I think BioWare's twi Twitter said it or something, right? And then I saw somebody and they were like, like, hey, don't, don't, like, basically the, the gist of what they were saying was 
don't waste stories on comic books, put them in the games. And I was like, waste stories in comic books. Yeah, I would would side with that tweet. What? No, no, no. You can't, like, what I basically said was, I'm like, listen. Look, that could be Dragon Age DLC. Yeah, Larry. What they're trying to say. Hold on. Well, Larry, look, keep in mind, we got some great comic and novelizations of Mm -hmm. Mass Effect and then look at Andromeda. Maybe no, no, but maybe that exactly, sh- maybe that should have been Andromeda. No those stories, uh, Andromeda, Andromeda wasn't bad because they used up the good stories in a, in comics and in novels. Andromeda was bad because they took half of the team, like 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 the best half of the team, and they're like, "We're you're working on Anthem now," <laughs> and then. And then the, they left the the lower half of the team. And you're like, you all figure out this Mass Effect thing. Wait, and it's just, the the best half is working on Anthem. Yeah, pre order Anthem and <laughs> one click. One, okay, okay. Go ahead. Listen, that doesn't mean it's going to be good either, because obviously Bioware. It's half not, the team. <laughs> right. Well, look, they and they forgot what what side of their bread is. What side of the bread is buttered on? How's that saying go? What's that? Where, their bread is buttered. Where, where to shoot the good load? It's like they forgot to not let the buttered half hit the floor first. I don't know. I don't know anymore what I'm saying. But yeah, the good load is what I'm saying. Is you know, I mean, listen. The fact is, Mass Effect was was one of their huge franchises. You don't want that to go away. It's like you want Anthem and that. So that was bad management on their end. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Well, the main point is this: games and games and comics are different. There are stories that you can tell in comics that won't translate to games, and there are stories that you can tell in games that won't translate to comics because one, I mean, both are interactive, but they're interactive in completely different ways. And so it's just the fact that, you know, like, because someone that writes for games can't necessarily write for comics, and someone that writes for comics can't necessarily write for games, so let the comic book people do what they do. And let the the uh, video game people do what they do. And on top of that, it's like, even if you put an interesting story in a comic book, that doesn't mean it can't be DLC. Because the majority of the people that, and this was the thing that tripped me out, because the person was like, you know, they were like, I'd rather it be DLC. You know, I want to play it. You know, I don't want to read it. And I was like, okay, if you don't want to read comics, that's fine. Um, if you don't read comics, then you're really not losing anything by those stories being there because you don't even know them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But let's say you did. It's going to be a completely different experience. And they were like, you know, sometimes the, the story, the, the video game tells part of the story that or, or references things that happened in the comic books. And, you know, it's like... They're, they're mad because they're like, you know, I don't necessarily know those references. And it's like, Dragon Age references all types of things off screen. Who cares if it's in a comic book or not? Like, if you're interested in the story, go read it. But if they're like, hey, they don't want to read stuff, then they don't have to. But, like, imagine being a person that reads the comic books and you they're referencing things that happened in the game that you didn't play. <laughs> it's like, that. that's definitely much more story that you're losing or not losing but that you're you're not necessarily a part of if you don't play games 
either way, it's just like to mess around and be like, oh, stores are wasted. I was I was highly offended, even though I didn't. You know, it's not like I went in on the person. Yeah. I was just like, you've been holding that in since the last show, huh? Yeah, I could tell. oh like, man, he... not not since the last show, but at least like a week and a half where I was just like, oh man, that's I the last show. Oh, okay, you're right, Malia. You're right. I was just like, like my my finger was hovering over the 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 button, and then he just yeah. started going off. I had to like, okay, well, I'm just gonna take my drink now. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I muted my mic, let out a couple belches, like. Look, you you triggered me, Mo. You triggered me. I'm like, get the comics out the way. Wait a minute. No. You know what's scary on Halloween is Larry being mad at Twitter. Look, all the craziness. That I read on Twitter, and that's what got me hot. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't about. It wasn't uh, David you know, Duke's imminent, last tweet. The imminent threat of the migrant herd and how yeah. we sent the troops to go battle them because they're going to try to invade the country. It, and there's it ISIS in there. Right. Exactly. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't that we're going to repeal the Fourteenth Amendment by executive order. <laughs> it wasn't any. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, the 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 latest friggin'. Uh, white woman that decided, you know, they need to make sure that these black people belong where they're supposed to be. It was the fact that this person was like, "Don't waste stories and comics. How dare you, sir? No, how dare you?" <laughs> and it could have been about anything. It's just the waste stories on comics part that you <laughs> that you're really mad about. No, that that's exactly right. It didn't. It wasn't about Dragon Age at all. You're right. It was about waste stories in comics. Like waste stories in comics. It's like some of the best stories being told right now are happening in comic books. I gu- I guarantee you that. Well, look, if you let Oz play that music, we can get to it. Play the music, Oz. Put my Oz, play my music. Well, before I hit that button, um, I just found one of my show notes. Uh, I remember when we talked about Titans, we compared it to uh, a cosplay show, a fan film. I actually watched the Nightwing series. And so we have time. We can kind of revisit that a little bit when we get into oh, yeah. TV shows. Uh, yeah, I do want to talk about Titans too because I watched the second episode. Okay. okay. All right, you ready? Yeah, go for it. Ooh, comic book review. Comic book like review. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. That was the spooky Halloween edition. That that was time well spent. Yeah, I like, I like it too. <laughs> I think every time we I do, love the scream. Yeah, if every time we do scary comic reviews, we should use that. Okay. Yeah. I'll when it's horror comics. Okay. Whenever we talk so, about horrors, I'll hit that button. Leave your mom out of this. Whoa! <laughs> Jeez. I was talking to Donald Trump. Ooh. What? Uh, <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe's Snifter of Terror. A couple weeks back, you heard us talk about Ahoy Comics and how we never knew it existed. And then as we went through the list, we saw all this cool shit that were coming out in like a two-month period of time. And one of these books was Edgar Allan Poe's Snifter of Terror. And at the beginning, I, you know, just from the name, I thought it was, you know, okay, it's going to be him playing the Crypt Keeper role, 
introducing horror stories that are probably adaptations of him. And because, you know, the gothic nature and his brand of horror, it tends to be a little more subdued, a little more creepy, not not like jump scares or anything like that. It could be, you know, something to drink with, you know? Yeah, Edgar Allan Poe is psychologically will fuck you up. Right. Um, <laughs> it's so true. And because, you know, he was a postman. <laughs> what do you expect? Like, that's what that's his. It's all anger towards women and hatred of his mother. And I'm sure Freud would have a field day with Edgar Allan Poe. But that's neither here nor there. This literally is like a, a comedy version. Well, not comedy version, but it's it feels more like Tales from the Crypt than anything else. Than like the Twilight Zone. You know what I mean? I felt I feel like uh, anything with Edgar Allan Poe as a anthology horror anthology would feel more like Twilight Zone than Tales from the Crypt. But this feels more like Tales from the Crypt, and it's actually kind of funny because he comes in you, right when you start in. He's at a bar and he's like, "What the fuck do you want? Oh, I know what you want from me. You want another story?" He's basically telling you stories. While he's getting drunk at a pub in Baltimore. And then he's like, and it's written really well. Like, it sounds like it's him talking because of the, the way the grammar goes. It's it's authentic to the time. Not that I live there or anything, but it, it definitely has that, like, that feel, like, from reading his work, that that's how it was. The art is a little funky, but, you know, it's a horror comic. That's how they go. But basically, it is an anthology book. It has two comic stories and then one prose story. And then it has another, like a conversation with a horror creator. So you get a little bit of everything in this book. And uh, the first story is kind of kind of weird. It's a... Um, <laughs> In between the first story and the second story, the first story is called the the case of Valdar. Let's see what is it. Valdar. Yeah. Let's see. It says the the facts in the case of Mister Valdemar. And I guess it's based on the Edgar Allan Poe story. And this story is about a baker that tries to fend off death long enough to give his. Uh, his son leave his son a you know a successful bakery business so that that way he can just take over it and have money you know have a built-in business he doesn't have to struggle so he gets his like hypnotist to keep him from dying so he goes right to the moment of his death and then gets hypnotized and then he's essentially a zombie stuck baking for seven months and the crazy part is where like you know, he, he in that whole time, his pastries get a lot of notoriety, becomes a real big success. And then he decides to, he just wants to die. So then they deactivate the hypnotism and he just decays in like milliseconds. <laughs> like all the built up rotting and decaying of a dead body. And he just basically explodes all over the people eating his pastries. And then the punchline to the whole thing is, oddly enough, his insides went well with his pastries. 
and everybody's just eating his like rotting corpse. That's <laughs> up. Yeah, and that that's what makes me feel like like Tales from the Crypt, you know, where it starts off like that. It starts off with the introduction from the host. It goes into that story, and it ends in on, on a funny, although cringeworthy, note. Just by that story, I was in. I'm like, man, I, I love this feel, you know. Um, the second story is is actually a little more brilliant. <laughs> wow, because it's basically the um, it's the origin of Count Chocula. No, it's not. It is. Like the origin they actually Count call him Chocula? Count Chocula, or are you no, just that's what he looks the like. The Marquis of let's see, where is it? Chocolate, the Marquis de Coco. And then he he throws he throws breakfast parties with like uh, what is it? What's this guy's name? The Tony the Tiger. No, the the cap the Captain Crunch. Oh yeah, what? and the the guys from uh, the Franken Boo and and yeah the the yeah, like Frank, all the the other like from Cal Chocula, yeah, Frankenberry, like Frank yeah, all those, and then one the there's this guy the Count Larange. I don't know what he's based on, but. He's the antagonist in this story. But yeah, he talks about why... It, it talks about how Count Chocula got to be Ch- Count Chocula, you know? And it's all set in a, in a breakfast party instead of dinner party. Because you can't do dinner party because, you know, he's got to prepare and everything during the day. But he's asleep during the day. So he does breakfast, like, before dawn. And then, you know, they ask him, like, why do you do these things? And he goes, because only my true friends would come this early in the morning. And he gives them cereal. And then, you know, it has the Lucky Charms guys in there and Captain Crunch, like I said. And uh, one of them's trying to take his wife. And then that's the that's the, the kicker in that story. I don't even want to spoil it. Because that story in particular is one worth reading. I recommend it to anybody. Just because it is... It's like this weird gothic vampire story that feels like Edgar Allan Poe wrote it about Count Chocula. That's wild. And that's the one that really that that got me. I'm like, man, this is this is brilliant. And uh I don't know who actually wrote this one. Let me let me look at this page real here. Real quick. Uh the story's called Dark Chocolate. It's written by Mark Russell. Artist uh Peter Snezberg and letter Mark uh, Rob Steen. Well, no. Yeah, so then it has another story called The Scallop and the Barnacle and The Black Cat. Those are the ones that, you know, one's uh, like a weird like Sergio Agones cartoon with no words. Mm-hmm. Just a silent comic, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's cool. It has weird, weird, trippy art. But after the Count Chocula, that was a hard one to follow. So I didn't even bother reading the, the, which one, who's it? The prose story, the scallop and the barnacle. Mm-hmm. The art on it looks cool, but it's just two pieces of art and then a bunch, like poetry or whatever. But yeah, that's Edgar Allan Poe's Snifter of Terror. Mark Russell also does the uh, Flintstone books. 
Yeah. Yeah, these are all DC guys, but, you know, they're all older DC guys. Because I know um, Tom Payer did Batman 66 also. And this is from Ahoy Comics, right? Which just started right. and seems like it's DC guys trying to re redo image. Or redo kind of re- redo I'm, I'm what gonna, happened with image. I'm gonna reach out to get them on the show, like somebody from there to talk to us yeah. about it. Because I, I know I, I said that already, but I'm really gonna do it and try to make sure that it happens for November. It really has like the dark horse feel. Like everything they do like has a dark horse feel, which is a good feel because that's kind of like in between your mainstream stuff and vertigo. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that this book I, I don't I give it uh five exploding corpses out of five. Like I it, it's, it's what look, I like in my horror comics. A little anthology has a little host wraparound stuff. Like I, Edgar Allan Poe actually complains about the butchering of his stories in one at one point. <laughs> Cause they're all like light adaptations of his stories, yeah. Word. Yeah, and that's the the second Ahoy Comics book we read, and it seems like they all have multiple stories in them, which makes it worth the price of of purchasing it. Yeah, it's the third one I've read, but yeah, because I read the was it the Wrong Earth two. Ah, I still got to pick that up. I haven't had a chance that, to hit the store. That shit was tight. Because I got to find a new store because, as I said on one of the shows, that first store I went to, that owner's wife is a bitch. You can still go there, though. Jeez. No, I I hold grudges. (laughs) But it's tough to do that in the middle of fucking nowhere where you find another comic book shop. Look, it's tough to do it in California. (laughs) There's not that many shops out here. I mean, that's not true. I mean, look, there's definitely a variety, but it's not like there's one every, like, little city in L.A. Like, you know what I mean? L.A. is a a bunch of little cities bunched together. No, I'll I'll give you that. But, I mean, you have to put it in perspective, too. Like, I mean, uh, obviously, we both remember when there were, like, a lot more comic book shops. Like, literally twice as many or three times as many. But... What I'm saying is, in comparison to, to like, anywhere else, I mean, I, I don't even know. There's probably maybe one other, other state that has as many comic book shops as we do, I think. Yeah, but all I know, like, I only know of one shop out here, and that's Jeffrey's Comics. See, and that's kind of weird because I, I was actually just kind of joking around there is actually at least three shops that i can go to within a 10 15 minute drive from where i'm at and i think there's a fourth but i when you i look at when i look it up do, it's it's like it looks like a dude's house so i'm a little you can't do you guys can't do time you have to do distance because time doesn't yeah. mean anything for us 15 minutes is two blocks away Ten right miles. exactly, <laughs> exactly right. well the, the, the our fi- traffic is bad so 15 minutes like, 15 minutes is 10 blocks in la where i'm at that's 15 20 miles no and that's what i'm saying like if so say that if you're talking about within 20 miles of moses 
there's probably like four comic book shops. I'll say, I'll say within miles. within ten miles. Keeping keeping in mind that if I go to the eleventh or twelfth mile, I, it's farmland. Right. <laughs> okay. So I mean, it's still because it's like Mo can get to Jeffries, can get to Comic Bug. Never uh, heard of him. <laughs> Look, you you did the you did the shop in Long Beach close down? Look, look. I'll talk about them when they sponsor our show. Oh, <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, we Isn't got Jeffrey a part there's, owner. There's at least there's at least ten ten or twelve comic book shops in the greater Los Angeles area. Yeah, well, look, the there's 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 the two comic books. There's Heidi Ho, there's the two Pulp Fictions, yeah, and there's Jeffries. Mm-hmm. Dreamland still around? Look, yeah. It, the the sad thing is, um, where Mo lives now in that Southgate area, which I'm kind of pissed because Mo goes out and does stuff. And I'm like, oh, that that's my movie theater. Oh, I used to go to that <laughs> bar all the time. We would be fucking hanging out like four or five times a week if if he had moved there when I was. Okay, that's a different. Yeah, thing. Look, but Mo, in Mo, in that Mo in super close to me and still doesn't call me to do jack. <laughs> in well, that in that general anybody. area, there used to be, and I'm I'm talking 10, 15 years ago. There used to be like two different comic book shops where I would go and play magic tournaments. There is so many. There's so many stuff oh, there that I've people. seen get shut down. On Tweety, there's two still. They're not that good. I no, well, they only turned they turned into just gaming, like just Magic and Dungeons and Dragons and all that. Just yeah, but they I, don't sell comics no more. But yeah, and but they use I I look I was there when they sold comics, and then there there was a few in uh, in Downey, which is about another couple miles uh, east from where you are. Yeah, and that I would go there too, and those. Those are gone. Like one of them, at one point, the comic shop not only hosted magic tournaments, but half of it became like a music store where you can go get lessons. So I would go get guitar lessons, read some comics, and then play play Magic the Gathering, and that that was a whole day, and it was amazing. Yeah, and that's gone now. Yeah, which is it just kind of sucks because it seems like. The way people pretend to like comics these days, those things should not have gone away. You know, oh, go ahead. Who, me? Oh, yeah, I thought you were going to say something, Mo. Yeah, I was, but you can go ahead. It might be the same thing I was going to say, but if it's not, I'll chime in. Okay. It's interesting because I was listening to people, you know, like comic professionals kind of talk about this kind of stuff recently and uh it's it's interesting the different takes because like i like they doesn't it doesn't it seem like there should be uh this should be the renaissance of comics well here's the thing they talk because the the part of the reason that it interested me the like particularly was because it was a discussion about how comic books are marketed. And, you know, obviously I, I work in marketing. I love comic books. It's like, that's like right up my alley. And just, you know, I mean, the big thing, like all of us here, 
uh, at least unless I'm, you know, and I could be mistaken, but I'm fairly certain all of us here bought our first comic book not in a comic book store. Right? right? No, I, look, I bought it off a, a guy on the street who had, yeah. like, bootleg CDs right next to them. Right. And I know I got mine in a 7-Eleven, my first Me comic too. book. Right. And that was a big, a big po- point in the discussion where they were just saying, like, all these people that are keeping the comic book industry afloat right now because they're into comic books all got their, they, they were younger and they picked it up in a place that was not a com- what, what is known today as a comic book store. You know, and those it's like the stores still existed then. It was just that, you know, when you your introduction, like where you get comics initially is not a comic book store. You become interested. You go to try to find something. You realize the place you got it from is not going to have like a steady selection or maybe as much of a particular book as you were hoping you go or you miss it a week or, or a month. You go back to look for an issue. They don't have it. Then you're like, well, where do I get that from? <laughs> and then you end up in a comic book store. And I'm like, that's exactly what happened to me. And so I'm just like, the, the fact that that isn't happening as much anymore, even though I know DC is trying hard to push that now because they're, they have the stuff that's in Walmart. And then I yeah. think they also introduced the, um, they introduced the, uh, the, uh, the, the, female line the young the young that um, never works why what do you well what do you mean it doesn't work well it didn't work last time they did it well but they they introduced it into comic book stores this is going into general retail where little girls might actually see it you know what i mean like (laughs) like what's the last time you saw a little girl in a comic book shop that wasn't with her dad or chained up in the back (laughs) exactly right so, um, so, so that like that by itself is a big deal. The other thing that they said that I was like, oh man, it hurt my heart, was somebody was was suggesting once the Marvel Cinematic Universe became solidified, like once you had Captain America and Thor and like the Avengers movie hit, and it was like that's now the cinematic universe is an actual thing. <laughs> they were like, they should have rebooted the entire Marvel universe. And the cinematic universe should have been the Marvel universe in the comics. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, you listen, <laughs> I was I was so like I had to take a moment because I was just like, man, I'm so happy that didn't happen. But I was like, would that have Look, been a- I wish I was there with you when you heard this. Where were I, you? I would know. I was I was I was on the Internet. Uh yeah, yeah. Trust me, it wasn't it wasn't a, a, a live conversation I, uh, I was having. Yeah, but, look, but I'm looking at the opinion. I would have sent some mail bombs. <laughs> but but I was just like that that I mean obviously that doesn't feel like a good idea to me because of how invested I am in the Marvel universe. But from a marketing perspective, does that make sense? Yeah. And it it very well may. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's it's like uh you know that that's why the the changes that they make in these cinematic adaptations ultimately hurt the comics and it, you know it's kind of the reason not you know i say kind of the reason i get mad because 
it, it is only now that I see it clearly that that is, and I mean by now, like in the last thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it, it, it's I like the thing is that those things are half measures, so nobody's happy. Right. You know what I mean? Like somebody, a kid comes in that watched Avengers. And they're like, oh, I want to see the version of Captain America I saw on the screen. Right. And he sees a person that maybe has a costume that kind of looks like Captain America on the screen, but nothing about the comic is, is actually like what he saw in the movie. And then the people that are like us that have been following Captain America are like, why are you going to change his costume to look like that guy? That's not who this is in this book. And no, neither one are happy. And, well, and, and and so maybe the, the 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 good thing to do would have been not to make it a half step and literally just be like, hey, erase those uh, erase that line of comics and just make it stories from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like that's a bad idea, though, because it's like all those characters obviously don't exist. And it, you get into like a, almost like a Star Wars. Uh, a Star Wars like legacy uh or what's it called legends what are they make it now you know how well that works right exactly like you know i don't know um one of the conversations we had uh this weekend i I actually went to uh, la comic con right right yeah so uh that's a whole thing i maybe i should review that too i I might need some scary music there too but (laughs) um yeah it's uh the money, like I really, you know, I yeah, I, you know how we do conventions. I pop a bunch of edibles. We all have our whiskey flasks. You know, um, as soon as I walked in, I'm like, man, the money is in plushies, and in knickknacks. Like that's what people spend their money on. They're not spending their money on comics. I heard there was barely any comics at it was, it was five vendors. There was literally there was more hot dog vendors outside than there was than there was comic <laughs> vendors. <laughs> Which I don't understand, man. It's like and don't get me wrong. I like the fact that LA Comic Con brings a lot of different things, but But it's not different things. Too. It's not different things. It, it's it's all the same knickknacks. They just have them at different prices. It's all pop dolls. It's you know, in Artist Alley you have the pop doll equivalent that's DIY, like people actually make like these crochet uh, little dolls, or they or they make this like fan art that they sell. That's is basically just tiny ver- like chibi with big heads, and that's what that's what sells. Like a, a, you know, a guy at the LA Shrine Convention, it's got to be yeah, about twenty years ago, told me you look, you want when we were selling comics, you want to make money, sell shit that chicks will want to buy. Cause that that's the only way you're gonna be able to make you know, so we started selling little Pikachu's and shit like that, and yeah, that paid for our table. And then the comics, you know, we made our money on comics, but it was all the knickknacks, and that's how it is now too. And it's like, man, like the it was only it was Comic Madness, it was the the Jeffrey's Comics knockoff that I like to call because it's a guy that's an old white guy that looks like Jeffrey and his son. That doesn't look like Jeffrey Jr. That he's 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 there. I mean, he's been at convention. You, once you see him, you know him. Okay. You know they're always at Frankenstein too. Um, and then comic wise, which once you see Scott Larry, you'll you'll recognize him. He's been selling at the Shrine forever. I actually that's got so, to talk to him. I wish I was actually glasses, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. Charles yeah, actually like, recording when I talked to him because we actually had a really good conversation about the industry because he's he's an archaeologist. Like, he's free. really? Yeah. But he sells comics because he loves selling comics and he loves comics. So he's like, I go ask him, how's business? You know, and he's like, you know, it's good. And and, and I asked him because now there's conventions every weekend. Yeah. Just ha- he's like a he's like a traveling like musician or something. Like he just packs up and goes from town to town and then goes to his house once one one week out of the month, you know? And he's like, Yeah, he goes, I book my archaeology gig uh gigs and that off week. So I'll go to like Arizona and a lot of places that have you know, he does a lot of like um you know, he's an archaeology guy, but he does, I guess, like, development things where he has to check the land and stuff, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah, so, like so he'll do that on those off days. Like, he'll do one or two of those a month, and, and then he'll just go from convention. He goes, yeah, it's easier now because I can just go from town to town instead of having to go back, unload, load for the weekend, and you know? Right. Maybe, so, maybe I'll see him at yeah. C2E2. Yeah, I'm sure you'll probably be there. Maybe the fucking. Uh, I have some issues with fucking C two E two changing. They change their their dates every year. Yeah. The, the The first year I went there, they were in April. Now they keep changing it to like mid March, which for my job that's like a critical time. So yeah, it's that, like a maybe maybe I'll get a day to get out there. But fuck, if they just went back to April, man, I could I could give them so much publicity. Like I'll go over there and do something stupid and put them on like on fake news. I mean CNN. <laughs> um, one of the things you know, I guess I'll go into my 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 review of LA Comic Con. They went through two owners now because Stanley doesn't own it like that anymore. Did Stanley actually own it, or did he just put his name on it? Because I know it was yeah, Kamikaze first, and it was well, like- it was his company that bought it. Which was uh, Pow Entertainment, and I think he's suing yeah. them now. Actually, yeah, they actually so they they went and so now it, it's I think it's somebody else that owned it. From talking to the Scott at Comic Wise, he um, yeah, he said they've gone through owners. So because you know we went to Comic Con, at least I went from the at the beginning. The last time I went was um when Doctor Strange came out. I went one day, and than this time so um yeah it's grown a lot but it's definitely not it feels more like san diego comic-con than it felt like the smaller show which is a good thing for la because la has been bad for conventions it's kind of good i mean you're you're talking about size wise right because right content wise uh, you know we've had our discussions of sdcc well, the thing about it is, um, you know, it's like, yeah, like I'm, I'm going to buy comics. I'm going to buy them wherever I can get them. Now, right now, it's easier for me to just buy them digitally because I don't have to leave, you know, the way my job is, if I'm not there, I'm not making money. And if I'm there, maybe I'm not making money, but maybe I will. You know what I mean? So I can't leave as freeing as it feels to be your own boss. It's actually more enslaving than working a corporate gig but I, I hear you man but i love it and you know that's why digital works for me um but you know i wanted to go and i wanted to look for trade paperbacks and nobody had like what i was looking for like that i don't know if it's you know 
I, yeah, I don't know what it is, but the five comic book vendors that had it didn't really carry trade paperbacks as much. And if they did, it's like older stuff that they were just trying to blow out for like five bucks, which is usually cool. But if what I'm looking for is not in it, then what good does it do me? You know, right. I, I was actually trying to get all the Renew Your Vows trade paperbacks. Oh, OK. Yeah. So. That was a. Uh, that was that. But um yeah, and as far as buying, you know, like I got to see artists, but you know, I'll start with getting there. So, you guys remember when we were doing, you know, in the pre-production text, I said, "Hey, this is these are the dates for LA Comic Con. Who's going? You should get your your press badge now because we don't want to be, you know, locked out at the end. You know, last right. minute. That was back in August, first week of August. Right. Around August first, August eighth, I got my confirmation that i got my i was approved mm-hmm. i show up the day i'm getting my badge they're like we don't know who you are there's nothing in our systems who you are what and i'm like what the fuck like this this shit's grown this big and you're having these fucking problems but you, you showed them your email i showed them my email yes yeah, like this is august 8th like this is the one that, that that says okay your application's been submitted and then this is the one that says I was approved back in August. And now, like, first of all, the press, the press section didn't have anybody. Like, <laughs> not not even anybody manning it, nothing. So I stood in front of it, and I stood for, like, five minutes because they were talking amongst themselves in the industry side. And the, uh, the lady from the professional side was talking in the industry. So it took five minutes for them to ask, do I need anything? And I'm like... Yeah, I need a fucking hole in my head. That's why I'm standing here where nobody's at. <laughs> like, of course I need fucking something, you know? But, I, you know, I, I was being, uh, you know, the path of Buddha, of Buddha has taught me not to treat people that way because I'm really treating myself that way. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to be, you know, so I say, yeah, I actually do. I'm here to pick up my press badge. It's like, oh, you know, well, there's nobody there. Like, I, you know, I didn't complain, but she made it a point to say, like, why are you standing when there's nobody at? And I'm like, because it says press. <laughs> and right here it says industry. I'm not, you know, I don't draw. I write, but not for, like, comics like that. Like, I don't think what I do qualifies for industry. Mm-hmm. I'm standing in front of press. And then she just rolled her eyes and walked away. The next lady was like, I can't find you what's your name i go it's moses and i gave her my my slave last name and uh <laughs> and she couldn't find it so i go you know what i'll take my my real name moses magnum not there email address not there website outlet only joseph shows up and i go yeah he's he's my co-host um how I does he show up he doesn't go anywhere he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> sign up for it yeah, <laughs> but he was there so i'm like okay so he's not here he's probably not gonna make it he might have made it later i didn't get to like i i didn't get to talk to anybody that i wanted to talk to while i was there because well, i'll get to that later so um eventually the lady says well you're not on here so i go well what are we gonna do and she talked to another lady in the industry line, and she just gave a look like, if he's not there, you don't give it to him. What? But she looked at her like that, not me. And as soon as she shifted eye contact to me, 
she just turned around and walked away. <laughs> so the lady was like, "Okay, you know, I'm just gonna give it to you." And she <laughs> gave it to me. And I'm like, you know, I wanted to say like, if you're just gonna give it to me, what's the point of me, like stressing about getting all my credentials and things, right? You know, and then but then I don't want to be like, well, if they don't give it to me, then I'm fucked, you know. Right, Last minute, because you know that's my—I don't know why it happens, but every time, every convention, that's how it is. I'm fucked last minute. Yeah, you know, and uh, it, it, you know what it is—it's that they have—they don't have staff like Comic Con that handles all that uh, stuff in house. They—they they hire somebody to do it. So there's probably some loss of information, but it shouldn't be that way, especially if they expect uh-huh. to grow like Comic Con. You know. But that's my review of the registration process. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as I walked in, I'm like, you know, I was walking with Lloyd. It was just Lloyd and I. I was oh, meeting Lloyd one. Was in town? Yeah, he came just for that, and then. Oh, that's awesome. We um, I, we're supposed to meet another like friend of ours from high school, but he didn't get to do it to go. Um, so we're like, well, I had my GoPro on. I'm like, you know what? Let's just. Basically, we did our own podcast while we're walking by, just commenting on what we see, talking to people and stuff. So I'm in the process of trying to edit that down, make sure I don't say anything incriminating or anything. Does, uh, <laughs> you should you should ask Lloyd if he still knows anybody in Chicago that would want to go to C2E2 because I might not make it, but I can probably yeah. get a press badge. Yeah, and the press uh, badge is know. there. Like literally, it's a well, mine is from two years ago, but. It's just a badge with a barcode on it. There's no name or picture. Or yeah, anything. yeah. I'll, I'll I'll let them know. Um, but that person's got to do work for us. While right. Well, yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, that's the exchange. Yeah. They're getting a free badge, but they gotta do a write up or something, or interviews or something. Yeah, something. Yeah. Uh. So, so that was that. So we got to walk around, and then he like he loves comic book men, or as I like to call them. Fantastic Forum Light. I wouldn't even call him that. Diet Fantastic Forum. But yeah, it, it's it, like I, you know, I have my whole thing with the Kevin Smith thing. I'm the only one that that feels any kind of they ripped off all games. No, you're not the only one. Like we've actually, I've actually said that out loud. Yeah, but I'm on the only one show. that's pissed about it. You guys watch all that shit, and, and, and I don't watch that shit. Like who who watches what from Kevin Smith? <laughs> Larry watches Comic Book Men. I don't watch Comic Book Men. You know why? Because they're canceled. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, they're gone. I wasn't watching. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, listen, like it's not a good show for me. Like it, like just the beginning. Like the Kevin Smith is interesting because he's Kevin Smith. The rest of those guys are ridiculous to me. And then you know, I don't know if the show ever evolved past. You know antique road show for nerds but it's like that's not a good show to me yeah, it, antique road show with fake stuff right no i mean it's I, all like everything feels super produced and it's like it's a reality show but that's what reality shows are these days right super i would rather stuff. watch antiques road show or even american pickers over comic book nerds so we're trying to watch their panel <laughs> so we're trying to find the main stage their Hall H that they have. So we're walking around trying to find them. And, you know, this panel comes on with them. And the shit feels so scripted. Yeah. 
like I don't know if it's even scripted or not, but they got a celebrity uh, moderator, and it's the guy from he's from The Walking Dead now, but he's from Sons of Anarchy, and uh, I don't know who he plays in Walking Dead, but he's uh he was this guy Opie in the first three seasons of Sons of Anarchy, and. Uh, yeah, like the whole thing, it just turned into the like they asked questions from the audience, but they didn't even answer them. They ended up in their own banter, and yeah, the shit felt super contrived, and yeah, yeah, it just it just brings me more anger and suffering being there. But that's part of my experience there. Uh, what I did get to do was meet Ryan Otley. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I bought two prints from him that he signed graciously. Is Brian Otley local or did he fly in for that? I think he flied in because what it is, it's uh they, they have uh they have the artist alley, but he's not in artist alley. They have a separate area with this Felix management. And it's this like agency that manages comic book artists for these things. So they'll they'll get a bunch of fucking uh tables, they'll brand them with their stuff. And then put a bunch of artists there, and then they handle the money side for like um, custom stuff, you know, like but prints and stuff. The artists deal directly with you. So I just bought stuff from him, and I'll have it framed and put at the barber shop. We just so yeah, that's awesome. Just so people know who you're talking about, the uh, the guy you're is uh, Ryan Hurst. And on Walking Dead, I, I guess he's playing Beta, which has to do with the Whispers. I never got that far in the book, so I don't know what the fuck that means. And he's not a character I've seen on the show. He he, I'm pretty sure he hasn't. They haven't showed up yet. But I'm not. Well, actually, I'm a little. I'm like a few episodes behind. But I I have been reading the comic book. I know exactly what that means, and that's pretty awesome. Well, that okay. that guy's playing Beta. It's it's just the fact that Beta is there. Like I don't know what he looks like, so I don't know if he he looks like he looks like Thor. If he Thor was like an American biker guy on Walking Dead, he looks like Jesus with a longer beard. Is like, he is he buff? No. Is he is he at least like big and tall? Yeah, he's big Probably. and tall. He used to be buff in Sons of Anarchy. Like I think he was taking steroids at one point. Okay, well if he but if, he's not like that now. Oh. That's not how I saw him in the panel. Oh, okay, like, like if he's to if me, he's like it looked like he was cosplaying his character from from uh, Sons, Sons of Anarchy. Anarchy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's tall though. I mean, he's six four. Yeah, yeah, he's tall. That's good. Then that might work. So I'm sure he can be imposing if that's what that character is supposed to be. That is what he's supposed to be. Look, if I saw this dude walking down the street, I might cross and walk the other way. Not if you see him in real in real life. <laughs> he just looks like such a nice guy, and that's why people like him on Sons of Anarchy because he was like this big like biker dude, but chicks loved him because he was like a nice guy. Like he just has like a baby face, you know. That's why he always walks around with a big old beard now. Yeah, yeah and I'm not talking about his wife. I, I looked him up and there's a picture of him shaved and that that shaved he's not imposing at all. That's what like, I'm saying. I I, I want to laugh at a picture of him shaved. He needs to keep that beard for the rest of his life. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically what I what I got out of 
LA Comic Con. They they had a a video like message from Kevin Smith where uh we have to yell out that we love um Stan Lee. Sounds like, like he, a cult. Yeah. It, it was weird, but he said that we could put on our INDB page that we've been directed by Stan Lee by uh Kevin Smith. Yeah, he does that all the time. Yeah. So that's that's nothing special. Um it's yeah. just interesting that Jack Kirby is finally calling Stan Lee to join him at his side. What? Is it the ghost of Jack Kirby? Well, you know, I don't know how spiritual you are, but I think Jack Kirby is telling Stan Lee, hey, you know what? It's time to, it's time to come up here, homie. Uh, you know, a lot of people insist on living way too long. Oh, jeez. Well, you know, we we've dealt with that here at my household. Uh, Emily's oh. grandmother passed away last Wednesday, which is why I didn't do the show. Wait, whose uh, grandmother? Emily's. Oh no. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. Well, you know, um, what? I'm not. You know, it's sad, but she is resting now, and that's that's a relief. Like she was, you know, she was dealing with dementia and arthritis and all this, you know. Age. She's like, 86 years old. You no, know? no matter what you believe, she's either no longer suffering or in heaven, which are both well, good options. How the, the beauty of um, that story about the baker in Edgar Allan Poe's Snifter of Terror was that it's, it's you know, it, he, he prolonged his life and he suffered the last seven months, like, in pain. And, you know, that I identified with that from watching it here, you know, and, you know, I, I was a guy that didn't grow up with any grandparents, so I don't know what it feels like. All I can do is be there for my wife. And that that's what I've been doing, which is why I didn't do the show last week. I'm trying to get those brownie points, but, um, I have to make it funny. Cause otherwise it's sad. I, I oh, grew up I mean? with, uh, with three grandparents and the, the one that I never met. Cause dude was stabbed in a poker game uh might actually have created an awesome comic book artist that drew batman's penis <laughs> that's just an interesting fact <laughs> sorry oh, it's God, weird because i always i always so uh sorry. i always say well, lieber mejo is my cousin like I say that as a joke, might not be because homeboy got around. Uh, but then I, I'm like, well, my other cousin is an artist. I'm an artist. He's an artist. It just happens that Lee Lee is more talented than than both of us. But he just happened to get a job. Yeah, well, blood. Because I've seen comics nowadays. You don't need a lot of talent. Look, you just go, need to be able to work. Go on, go on Facebook, hash, hashtag Bermejo Art, and look at my other cousin that I know legitimately is my cousin, and she's pretty good too. She she's better than me at at painting. Anyway, I'm I think I'm a better sketch artist. Uh, go and uh, buy her stuff. It's all for charity. Um, in Edgar Allan Poe's Snifter of Terror, they describe that mo- that suffering of prolonging life and an event before dying, they describe it as the transitional state between brief existence and eternal absence. 
And that's like, that's how I felt. Like, that's what I feel is like at a certain age, like that's just what your life is. You know, like it's, it's too, you know, if you're not healthy, if you're in pain, if you're suffering, that's just what it is. It's it's just weird when it's not somebody you were close to. Right. And, you know, I did, you know, I do have things. If I had to eulogize her, I have enough to say heartfelt things because I, I did, you know, in the last year that we've lived with close proximity, I got to see her, you know, deteriorate, but also see her try to keep a light tone about things like just last week last uh was it not this last sunday but the sunday before that she hit on lloyd like she was 16 years old <laughs> yeah so <laughs> it, she did have that you know like that but you know eventually like the the candle burns out you know did uh did lloyd you know i mean you know hook her up i wish he would have he should have. He's not a married man, right? As far as I know, he's not yeah. in a serious relationship. No, he should have. He is in a committed relationship. Oh, is but... he? I, I see. I didn't know that. But if he wasn't, I mean, he should. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like we need to respect our elders. They've they've uh, yeah. they've acquired wisdom that we don't. And sometimes they they need they need a uh, how do you how do you say it? Like a, a refreshment, refresher. I don't. I don't know. I don't have the exact. Everybody words. needs some form of affection, and I, I've had too much alcohol to really be <laughs> eloquent. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Emma comes out the bathroom. Lloyd's coming out of Nana's room. <laughs> it's like what? What's that? They they have that awkward moment where they both look at each other and try, try to pretend like they didn't see one another. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. That's not right. It's not right. Like. If I was single, you know what? If if that's what she needs, um, <laughs> as long as I get some good stories and knowledge from her acquired wisdom, then hey, whatever yeah. the whatever she well, needs. Look, I don't want to disrespect her last week. One thing I will add is that when I first met her, she was watching some Spanish variety show with Spanish music, and I didn't like it. And then she's like. She told me, she goes, you got to, in Spanish, she goes, hay que ser alegre. She's like, we got to be happy. We got to be jovial. So it means like, to me, that meant, you know, yeah, you don't like this music. You can still enjoy it whether you don't like it. Just just don't think about your the things that would ma- deter you from it. Just enjoy that moment that you're here, yeah. you know, and that resonated with me. Like the first, the first thing, you know, it, the it, the whole thing happened at two forty five in the morning, and as soon as they told me, that resonated in my brain, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the words I have from her, and and there maybe was, one uh, day I'll, I'll find a way to get them tattooed on me because that that it it has, it has shaped uh, the way I try to look at things in the last year <laughs> from being yeah. closer to her. Because it's like I, I, you know, I don't want to be angry at things. You know, I can't help it sometimes, but I always got to think. You know, just I don't want to suffer from not liking things or or yeah. having prejudices of things. And you know, yeah. that those words, this, I can say alegre. Could I could apply to everything in life? Like we're, we're trying to just not not stress over things. And, and What's the translation? Uh, I can say alegre. You got to be jovial. You got to be. Happy essentially. We're, we're uh we're joking about this, but it there was actually there was, there was a time, and I think this might have been like right before I met you guys. 
So you can kind of picture how young I was and I was in fairly decent shape where I went to a, a friend's birthday party where his grandma was there and I showed up and dressed a certain way. Like I, I had, this was the first time I've ever been in shape in my entire life. I do. I was a fat kid. So I was wearing like tight fitting clothing. I show up and, uh, and she says, Oh, who, who's, who's this? And my friend as a joke said, Oh, that's the stripper we hired. And she looked at me up and down and started like doing this, like shuffle dance that I'm like, wait, she, <laughs> she thinks this is serious. <laughs> you know what? I gave that woman a lap dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first that lap dance I've ever given. So I'm sure it was horrible, but you know what? I did my civic duty to that woman who had amazing stories from her life. And I'm, I don't know if she's still alive today, but I, I doubt it. But you know what? I made her smile that day. It'd be funny if, uh, if she's still alive and sees Oz now and is like, you've aged. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, But yeah, I didn't want to get into that part of the show. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. You know, Stan Lee's got to go too. I I don't want He's been suffering and I don't want him to suffer. Big man's in chat. He says, is it brownie points when you say it's brownie points? And then he also commented uh, after the uh, the moment, and he said, "That's one to grow on." <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're Class. all about educating people. I mean, we we've all got life experiences that, oh, that yeah. we need to share. I actually have a story with an elderly lady too, but I'm not going to say it. Not in this context. Uh, maybe I'll say it for your birthday show, Larry. Yay! But. Uh, so is Maybe Larry going to be high and or drunk? He's going to be um, at least drunk, right? At minimum. Well, look, we're going to, we're gonna, yeah, it'll definitely, it's going to be the way that I've. Uh, Larry, you're I've, not working on your, on your birthday, right? You better not be. I mean. Like you're sick I, that day at the minimum because you should have asked for that day off a month ago. I might, I might take the day after off. Mm, right, but you're going to be on the show because, uh, well, look, the way I pre-produced it, we can do it without you there. You're hilarious. I, I'll I'll be on the show. I'm just saying that. Yeah, maybe the yeah maybe I'll take the day. Am off. I, am I, I just gonna hit that one button that has hit? Because Oz is gonna fly out for your birthday. What? Oz is not flying out for my birthday. You like don't tell stories. <laughs> I, I I actually <laughs> could totally do that. Huh? I I actually could totally do that. I'm affluent enough that <laughs> that's a possibility. I mean, listen. But I, I got the I, next best thing. I got this button right here. The that... final. Yeah, it's it's actually it's probably better that he doesn't fly out because he is going to be hitting a bunch of buttons that day. If I if I knew which one was the F U Larry, because I have three buttons labeled F U Larry, and I don't know which one is you. <laughs> Wait, why why are there three of them? I, I think it's this one. Hold on, is that fuck you, Larry? Yeah, it's that one. So if you Larry 3 is, is actually you. You want to hear the other two? Hold on. Fuck you, Larry. That's that's that one. And then Fuck you, Larry. You realize on my soundboard you literally there's literally a section just called Larry. I did not know that. <laughs> Why? 
Because it's it's you. You have a lot of things. I, I did not know that. That's how important you are to me. I've given you a section of my soundboard. You well, know what we know need? We need one of Larry laughing. Just a button where he laughs. I, I've been wanting to do that for a while. So Actually, keep just, that in mind because that way whenever we do like a sad story or a uh, a tragic story, you can just hit Larry laughing. Oh, no. That would be hilarious. No, I don't want to be like, because people will, well, they won't know that it's not actually me. Look, if they don't know, then they're fucking stupid. All right. That might be. And true. with that, we're going to extend the reviews to other scary shit on Netflix. <laughs> Indeed. Do we have a Netflix? Uh, I told review? you now we're doing a show. <laughs> There's no music for that? For what? For Netflix? <laughs> No, you want me to hit the 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 scary review theme again? <laughs> when did we discuss a, a TV? First of all, every review on my thing is is Larry singing. So, yeah. so unless he sings some sort of some sort of a TV review thing, what you should do is you should do like the 20th Century Fox sound, and then do like Larry. Uh, some kind of auto tune to go with that with Larry's voice, some kind of sampling. But that's gonna take time. You can't oh, do that right now. Damn it! You know what? It's funny is I literally just downloaded a sound effect like that, but I had nowhere to put it, and that yeah. sucks. No, that's look. That's a little pre-production note for later on, because you know we're we're venturing now with the way that multimedia is. We're talking about as much about TV and movies as we are about comics. So, and look, if not been, more, we've been yeah, we've been doing that for a while too. So yeah, yeah. that's something that should be on here. God damn yeah. it, I was looking for that download too, but it's got some weird name. I haven't because I didn't do anything to it. Damn it, I blame you, Larry. I'll take it. Fuck you, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Is that me saying that to myself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't know that? That's why you did not. I was like, that's what, that's what makes it funny. I didn't it's, realize it was me. It's you. Fuck you, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> makes me laugh every time I hear it. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> uh, All right. So, on to our uh, streaming service reviews. We got Daredevil. <laughs> Who liked that piece of shit? What do you mean that piece of shit? Did you Look, watch it? He hasn't watched any of it. Okay. I watched five episodes of the new of the, season, of season three. Yeah, you don't you don't like any of those five episodes? Nothing happened. He's getting beat up by everybody. Well, well, he he lost his powers, man. Yeah, look, that's retarded. That that's yeah. Why is that dumb. retarded? Because he lost five time. episodes because they come back. Well, you know, I saw when they come back, but it, it, yeah, it's not nothing for five episodes. He doesn't have powers. He's not Daredevil. That's half the fucking season. No, I disagree, bro. Yeah, it's no good. I no. was bored. I was I was so bored. I was thankful when Netflix said, "Are you still watching?" <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> what? 
I'm not. And I just shut it off. <laughs> oh, jeez. You got and, you know, I blame the guy they got to write this season cuz it's the guy that wrote Arrow and he fucking uh now you got like Foggy running for mayor like or Senate or, or Attorney General whatever some fucking political office shit. And we talked about that earlier how the CW shows everything has to have an office setting. Yeah. Like and now they did that to Daredevil. Daredevil wasn't really in an office setting though. I mean, he was in the church. They had, really to, put, they had to put fucking Foggy in an office setting. Foggy was already in an office. He's a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's like, what do I care about his like running for office? Listen, Daredevil fighting Bullseye. Right. Which is which is gonna happen? Yeah, you get that. Ah, nah, man. Which, that, but, well, hold on, because it's taken way too long to get there. I'm not gonna stick with it. it yeah, hold on, because I, I got questions. Because you guys know Daredevil Bullseye more than I do. Is is no. Bullseye getting a back surgery like a thing? Like that has to happen every time you have Bullseye. It it doesn't have to happen because the same it, thing because it happened in the movie and you know what it happens in the in the show. Yeah, it it doesn't have to happen. It it yeah. it, it happened in the comic too, but it it doesn't have to happen. It they just made it seem like it was such a big event in Bullseye's life because they had. When I see it, not only in the movie but now in the show, I I assume that that's like the infinite crisis of Bullseye. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it. Yeah, I'm not getting that far into it. What What I'll say is is this: like, I feel I find that the arc that they took they take most of the characters on. So far, which I haven't finished Daredevil yet, so but the arc they've taken some of the characters on so far has been really interesting to me. Uh, <laughs> don't get me wrong, it is a slow burn, I, I can definitely give you that, but at the same time, it's like I feel like you could have said the same thing about season one of Daredevil. Se- oh, yeah, season one was definitely season one. A lot of I, I had to really like talk people into watching season two because. They didn't stick into season one, and I didn't feel at first. You know, it's the first Daredevil season. I have nothing to compare it to. But after season two, yeah, season two, you're going back to like season one, but worse. See, but that's the thing. I don't think it's worse. I mean, look, in in episode two of Daredevil, he was beating up a pedophile. Of episode two of uh... season one. Yeah, Yeah, in season episode two of season. Three, he's like getting out of bed. Yeah, that's it. Like, uh, look, I've read enough Daredevil comics that a, a building fell on him. Give hey, him, give him hey. a minute. I seen where a devil took his body and cloned himself and became a demon Daredevil. <laughs> like, and he was fine with that. In fact, he used it as an excuse to not be Matt Murdock at all. So it's like I've seen worse things happen than a building falling on you to Daredevil, and he still keeps going. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think if you keep watching it, you'll enjoy Look, it. I got other shit to watch on Netflix. So okay, well, hey, that that's fair. That, that's fair. I like I can't I'm I can't make anybody watch Netflix shows. See, but, I got fucking. 
Kingpin soliloquying every episode. But you don't like those? I mean, I do because it's Vincent D'Onofrio, but... Oh, there you go. But still, it's like, I, I, I want to watch Daredevil. Kingpin but he doesn't was, even have a costume anymore. Kingpin was badass in that in that series, too. That's what I'm saying. But it's like, you know, I already saw that happen. You know, we got him in the first season. We got some of him in the second. Like, I want something like, bigger, better for the third. Like, when you when you actually see what Kingpin has set up and what he's made happen, it, it's, it's so fucking brilliant. Because you... No, if, if you King only watch the first couple episodes, you think but I'm not watching Kingpin on Netflix. I'm watching Daredevil, and I want to see Daredevil. I, love, he, I don't want to see da- invalid Matt Murdock. Da- Daredevil in in this in this uh, season is also amazing, and it may just be that I enjoyed but it more because amazing because I'm also a religious Catholic, and so I see the struggles that he's dealing with. What episode does he start being amazing? Two. Nah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't know. Which which one is the point where he's back out as Daredevil, but he's still not 100%? He's in the old costume? Yeah, yes. which actually like, I prefer over the Daredevil costume, and that's, that's what, cool. the Man Without Fear costume, I think it's called? Well, yeah. no, it's, it's the Man Without Fear costume for like two issues. Yeah. E- either way, that's always been my favorite costume, but like the first time he goes out as that, he's he's... He doesn't, he's not a hundred percent. His hearing isn't, he thinks half his hearing is gone. So he's, he, he knows he's never going to be the daredevil that he used I'm, to be. I'm going to watch daredevil to watch a superhero TV show. Okay. So like I was saying, he goes, he, he goes out. I'm not trying to watch his second origin. See, but to me, part of Daredevil is the fact that he's Catholic, which I identify oh, with as a Catholic myself. And when he goes out and... That's not a superpower. He wants... he. There's a point where, and I think, Larry, you might have seen this if you've, if you've been past the second or third episode. If you've seen the episode where he finally goes out in his old costume, where you can tell he wants to die. But he can't commit suicide because that would go against everything he believes. That to me, yeah, he that, could have premarital sex. To to me, that was a powerful moment. Yeah, and I the, the he moment he can't commit what, suicide, but he can have premarital sex. Who's he banging? Well, he banged Electra last season. Yeah, but she in, was in flashback and in present time. I don't think, but you know, you have to remember Catholic doctrine. It's like. Right. Did you like a, a moral? Yeah, nah, that, look, I don't need I don't need a lesson in Catholicism it, as from long, my as long as he, show. As long as he didn't use a condom, he's good. I I know enough about doctrine to know that as long as he, he didn't use a condom, he's good. Forget the fact that she might have been under. Or if you know, if it's Catholicism, as long as it was a little boy, it's cool. Whoa. But again, at? I don't need to see that in my superhero TV shows. I don't think there's any pedophilia in Daredevil season three, but I'm saying like, I don't care about, look, I read him being Catholic in Frank Miller's books. That was a big thing in that. Right. I didn't, you know, it was, 
like I'm not gonna say I didn't like it then because to me that was just filler for the fights for the cool shit. You know, right, like but- yeah, it was cool moments with him, but I got you know two pages an issue. I don't need five episodes of that shit. Right, but that brings us back to the fact that you've read it's the comics and mo- most of the people not most of the people watching the show have never read the comic books. But that's what I'm saying. I'm reviewing it from my perspective. I can't review it from their perspective. Well, I'm reviewing it from my perspective. Yeah, but we're talking about it. Right. That is true. Look, all that are facts. All those are facts. <laughs> You're both reviewing it from each other's from from your own personal perspectives. Yeah. And you can't and it was boring. Someone else's perspective. I stopped watching it. I could I actually had the ability to watch all thirteen episodes in one sitting and I chose not to. I think that I think that it's gonna get to a point where you'll you'll be missing out. But you, if you never know, I guess it doesn't matter. They're going to get canceled well, look, by Netflix, too. It, look, here's the thing. The, Mo sees it as uh, a book he's read since since childhood. I'm seeing I, it I, as the third season of a show I've watched. I when, when I watched it, having not read as many Daredevil books as you guys, I see the struggle of a, of a Catholic man trying to trying to do right, but realizing that he might have to to break some rules to make shit happen. Lawrence, you're somewhere in between. You're you're slightly religious yeah. and you've read these books. So you yeah. actually would have the more balanced perspective on on season three. And he I loves mean, Marvel. Well yeah, I mean there's nothing wrong with, with loving Marvel. I mean I can I can love Marvel and still know when it does things wrong. That's possible. <laughs> I don't think so. Well knowing no. and admitting to it is a different thing. No, I like I I know uh, and I admit, but the fact is, you know I I I like this aspect of Daredevil and I liked it when it was in the comics and I like the influences that they're taking from those and doing in season three. Now, I, if anything, the big the big difference maybe between me and many people is that you know I have no problem with a slow burn and like character development especially if i feel like the promise is there for the action to come you know it's i like i want to I, agree I, I want to agree with you but when we talk about uh, sabrina i'm gonna have to like, <laughs> so, sabrina, <laughs> sabrina taught me how wrong i really am because uh, uh up until then i i would totally agree with you but i'm sorry we're talking about daredevil go ahead oh okay well hey I, yeah i don't know i can't speak on that but what I can say is that, you know, like, I, I have yet to see Bullseye and Daredevil fight. But I'm looking forward to it. And I like, like, even though it's completely outside the realm of who Bullseye actually is, it's like, I'm, I was, I'm digging this incarnation of Bullseye. And I want to see what, it, like, what, what comes of it, you know? Because that character... Not only is the character interesting to me, but the way they introduced him, I was like, that's very cool. Like, it was really, uh, it was, it told you a lot about who the character was and in just like. So, you, you, don't, you guys don't feel like they took the cookie cutter from Punisher season one and put it on Daredevil season three? No. no. Punisher season one and Daredevil season three aren't the same. Yeah. Oh, look. I know that it took five or over five episodes to get the Punisher to punishing. 
And it took, it's clearly taken over five to get Daredevil to be Daredeviling. Moses, Daredevil, a building fell on him. Daredevil was Daredeviling by three, right? I, the, he, fir- nah, the first he, one is, he's really hey, he's, he's alive. A building the, fell on him. Like, what? I don't understand why you can't give the, like, it's not like this, these episodes aren't months and months and months of time. It's like the dude took like a week. To like get over a building falling on him. Episode one, he still can't even walk. Dude has some like back injuries. The the nun's like, hey, you know what? If a building falls on you, shit's gonna be swollen. You might want to get no, give it some I'm time die to heal. And then I don't have to watch the rest of the season three. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I can't be mad at it because, like, here's the thing: fucking a building like, fall of him, fucking Marvel apologist. It's no, but. How is that an apology? Like, but, uh, it happened. I don't like Marvel, and I'm agreeing with Larry. You, dude had a building fall on him. Let, give him a few days to recover. I had a building fall on me this morning. <laughs> like, I don't see that's a, how that's an apologist. And that's the thing where it's like, if that happens, it's kind of like, well, what, what are, where are they going to go with season three? And it turned out they found some interesting stuff to put in there between what was all the stuff that's going on with the kingpin is pretty amazing and then you have the whole subplot with uh foggy and with karen you know and their their conflict between whether he's alive or dead and each of them kind of going on their own personal journeys in regards to like where where things are taken now I'm not like, watching Foggy and Karen's adventures. But you're and not, I'm not, watching the Kingpin on Netflix. I'm trying to watch not, fucking Daredevil. And listen, all I'm saying is you see Daredevil's been in it from episode one. And Matt Murdock was in it. While 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 he's recovering, they're giving you these other stories. I'm pretty sure in the next few episodes, or the next couple episodes, or probably even just one episode from where I where I am, he'll probably be Daredevil again. And then we get into the superhero stuff. I'll, say, up I'll say he was he was so Daredevil. We're, we're the point you get like what four episodes of superhero stuff. Well, no, like, you you uh, get half of the season. Oh, I, a couple. That's I, what I'm saying about these Marvel Netflix things too. Like they go on for too long. Make them eight episodes. I I get look, I gotta say something because you guys haven't seen the full thing and not really a spoiler, but Matt Murdock does not wear the Daredevil outfit. At all, yeah, I in, know in this series. So it's season one, not Daredevil season three. So man without fear outfit, that's Daredevil from um, issues one and two. But I, I mean, I, honestly, I don't care. But there, if there, he has. but there's a reason. Like he actually yeah. discusses why he's not wearing the Daredevil outfit anymore, and that's not really a spoiler because the trailers have shown that Bullseye puts on the the Daredevil outfit. Oh, I did not see that. Thanks oh, a lot. Like that was in the trailers. Don't blame me because you don't pay that. attention. Jesus Oz, what are you doing, man? You're messing up. That was in the goddamn trailers. You can't. I didn't see that trailer, and because I didn't well, want to be spoiled, but that's apparently your fault. That's I should have done more. Made sure I didn't speak to Oz. Yeah, well, look. <laughs> I, now I agree so with Mo. Now, now, I, I, like, I got, now I have something to look forward to. Yeah, so, I've just. <sighs> you've enhanced my experience. Jeez, that's not gonna get old. <laughs> I swear, I thought you saw a trailer. <laughs> I just assumed because 
Like I didn't uh, know Bullseye was gonna wear it, and then I saw a trailer and was like, oh, that's that's not Matt Murdock. Oh jeez. Or who knows? Maybe I saw the trailer and didn't realize it was Bullseye. Maybe that's what happened. Who knows? Well, <laughs> like, he's not doing Bullseye things. He's just like screen. it's just a it's just a dude in the Daredevil outfit. But you quickly realize, wait, that's not the guy that plays Matt Murdock. Yeah. But hey, she, I didn't even know what the hell I was I was saying. Um, We're saying that Mo's wrong and that he should know better. I wouldn't even <laughs> say Mo's wrong, but Mo's wrong. His opinion of his own liking of the show is wrong. But I would also say 90% of the people watching the show don't read the comics. So, I mean, Mo represents but I'm just the 10%. As a reading the comic thing, I gave up on that. I gave up on that when I saw fucking Nuke in uh, Jessica Jones. Fair. You know, I, I gave up on that when I saw Defenders. So. And only Hellcat was in it, and she wasn't even Hellcat. She hasn't been Hellcat in like three seasons where she's turning into Hellcat. That's the longest goddamn origin story ever. <laughs> she's been in what? Like, she's legitimately been in three seasons throughout the yeah. whole Netflix verse or whatever the fuck you want to call it and has not become Hellcat yet. And you no, know what? I, I mean, guarantee- realistically, she was in, she, she was really only in the two seasons of Jessica Jones. No, she was I, in Defenders too. She was in Defenders, but not. And she was already like doing Hellcat like stuff by Defenders, but not really being Hellcat. Right. And I say this I, as somebody who has no fucking idea what Hellcat is. Yeah, she, I think, I think like she really just, she got, didn't she get the powers at the end of season two of Jessica Jones? Yeah. So she gets the powers at the end of season two of Jessica Jones and she half utilizes them in Defenders. That's it. I thought she got them, no, I thought she got them at the beginning of season two. And now they developed throughout the the season. Like the martial arts training and all that. Yeah, she was fighting. She was doing that, but not the powers. Right. Either way, Daredevil season three, I enjoyed it way better than than uh, Iron Fist season two, well, and even better than Luke like Cage much. season two, which explains why they don't longer exist. Dude, I, I like, I thought uh, Iron Fist season two was was definitely an improvement on season one. Right. It, no, an improvement over season one, but not better than Daredevil season three. I, I will have to finish Daredevil season three. But. I watched an episode of, uh, I guess, the new Avengers cartoon that's on Disney XD. Oh, yeah. And I saw Iron Fist in it. Yeah. It was way better than Netflix Iron Fist. That's hilarious. And I only saw 15 seconds of it. And you didn't see season two, though, right? No, nah, I'm not going to watch it. Is there, like, okay, I have to ask, is there a point where Iron Fist has two guns and no. he has yes. his power? Oh, well, to- yeah. He's yeah, a yeah. cowboy. That that he's not a cowboy, but yes, like all 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 that is actually the, the, uh, the chick a part or happens in, in in a in a comic. The 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 dragon lady turns her katana into a lightsaber. That happens too. Uh, I think so. Huh. Okay, I'm not 100 percent on that one. Well, then it's be- then it's better than I thought. Yeah, def definitely. Well, well, no, it wasn't good in the comics either. I mean, look, it was Matt Fraction. Yeah, but th- those it was him with somebody else. I forget who else. <laughs> it wasn't his good load. No, well, because it was a collaboration with like five people. Oh, so what? it was an orgy. Yeah. Oh, jeez. But 
Um, you know, so they canceled Iron Fist, which we mentioned already. They canceled Luke Cage, which is the this is the first time that we're really getting to talk about that. Uh, any chance that they're just thinking like, let's just put those guys together in a. Do you think a in Heroes, a Heroes for Hire series as a? Yeah, post? but it'll be on Disney streaming. You think so? Yeah, they oh. already announced the thing for Disney streaming. Yeah, and I, but, I've heard the Heroes for Hire thing, but well, I think what really happened is because Disney's doing their own streaming, Netflix is kind of purging out their their commitments and getting get, you know these shows will, will come back. But yeah, as Disney streaming. I mean, what's Netflix what? got for for Marvel left is uh, Jessica Jones, Daredevil. Which now that the season's over, I mean, they have a whole year to announce its cancellation, and then that's, there's a Punisher, cool. Punisher, se- Punisher a season, season two, two Punisher, yeah. which has already been been done. I'm sure though, if within the next five or six months we hear daredevil has been canceled because now it's going to be on disney streaming i think the same thing will happen with punisher where several months after the season is out and netflix has gotten their views or however they because they don't put out numbers however they they read the benefits of their shows they're gonna say well okay now it's canceled well also um the netflix marvel stuff hasn't been getting like as big a viewer as big amount of viewers as other stuff see i don't you know, think like, i don't think you could legitimately you know? say that because netflix doesn't put out the numbers yeah, no but exactly. no but they did for iron fist season two i think they said that it got less view or less viewers than the first season it was the least viewed marvel thing which would okay, be sad but, because it's way better than the first season but, yeah, but here's the it, thing Least viewed Marvel thing doesn't necessarily mean bad ratings. It just well, means it, it just means it's something they not look. Like, they gotta they pay for those. So if it's on the downtrend, they're like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't pay for the rest of these. Yeah, you but know? at the same time, it's a property that they're gonna get rid of. But it's not even like uh, right. That's true too. But also, like you can't be like, oh well, Marvel shows are on a downtrend. It's like it's Iron Fist two season two. Like your least popular Netflix Marvel Netflix show came out with the second season and less people watched it. But less like, people watched Luke Cage. In season from season one to season two? Yeah. I don't believe that. Well I mean I know from the few people that I talked to like personally like Yeah no nah, you know I, I did you watch season one? Yeah. Did you watch season two? Not yet. You know like that's just Yeah maybe that's that's anecdotal. I don't believe that I mean watch it's it, a but... microcosm. <laughs> hey every day. The five Look, people I... I knew that watched it didn't Look, uh, I, like season two of Luke Cage was a drastic improvement as well. But we're not talking about quality. We're talking about the people that actually watched it. Yeah, but but people liked the first season of Luke Cage. Yeah, except for like maybe some white people. Yeah, so you know, who's, nobody cares about them anyway. They're the but, I'm saying, but who's who? Why would people not go watch the second season? It's just you know, like stuff comes out every week on Netflix. So if you don't get to binge watch what you like, you might not get to it. That's part of the problem that I've had, you know. I don't know, man. I like you. Like, I'm gonna need something better than that to well, for me look, to be. Able I'll to talk to you that. about something I did watch. Uh-huh. All right, look, you want to finish this Daredevil talk? How many uh, how many non Billy clubs do you give it at a? <laughs> there's, there's still a Billy club, isn't there? You look, know? I didn't get to that episode. 
Oh, okay. So, uh, so far, I mean, like I said, I'm not. I'm. I'm maybe what like. Are you on it? Maybe anyway. like six. So, but and it's still so a slow far, burn at six, huh? It's still a slow burn at six. Um, it's like it's kind of just getting to the point where you're like, okay, he's <laughs> about to go do some stuff now. Oh, great, uh, six hours you, of my life. Have you gotten to the point where Kingpin like, is wearing his Kingpin suit? N- not I did. no. Okay, because once that happens, then shit just speeds up. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. Maybe I did watch more than five because I did see that. Well, there's there, there's a kingpin in his suit, but as a hallucination of Matt Murdock. Kinda. Yeah, I saw. Okay, that's, that, that, I saw. That, that's not what I'm talking about. When when real world kingpin yeah. puts on his actual white suit, then that's when shit starts to really get real. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, and, then, and that's I, when I, you I, really I, learn I, like what the hell's been happening the whole time, <laughs> and it's. It, dude, his brilliance is just so uh, wow. Like when when they actually describe his plan of what what has been happening. What episode is that? I don't know. Look, I've I that was like five sh- like different shows that like I've been watching Sabrina and all kind of shit. I mean, is it towards the end or is it towards the beginning? Probably in the middle. Well, Larry, what episode are you on? I think like a six, I think. Okay. Um, so it's coming up either seven or eight when he actually puts on the, when he's actually so wearing his suit. 60% into the series. It, at, yeah. At six, you're probably, he's, he's in his own apartment, but he's still technically a, a prisoner. A prisoner, right. When he takes over the FBI, shit goes down, which is probably two episodes from now. And that, that's, so, that's, that's, that's when you start seeing like, all these characters that that they've spent time introducing you to, like you you see how everybody, everybody in this goddamn show has been played by the kingpin without even realizing it. Yeah, every single person you've seen up to this point has been a pawn in Kingpin's plan, and that's what makes it brilliant. There you go. So we'll we'll we need to get back to this. So when can we Larry- just start like on episode six then instead of no because then if you start on episode six you don't know why everyone's gotten played or how I mean it's right, a like, rich white man like it's easy to think like, like the uh, look the 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 Indian FBI agent like his his story arc is fascinating because you see what you, you see how he's gotten played it's amazing. Like when when they actually tell him, hey, you know what? Two did Kingpin's actually hey. known about you for for this long, and this this and that, that was actually Kingpin. So now you need to be Kingpin's bitch. Like when you get to that point, at at that point you realize, holy shit, this guy is brilliant. Kingpin has, has like just. There's a reason he's called the Kingpin. Right. I'd give it four belly clubs out of five. So far. I, I'm going to agree with Larry. And I've seen the, the entire thing. And yeah, four, four out of five is, is just about it. Yeah. I can't give it five because, you know, for a lot of the reasons most states, because he hates it even though he doesn't watch it. 
but he has, <laughs> he provides valid yeah, points. I mean, you can love no, it. No, they're, they're, like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm just telling you, I was bored for five episodes. Right. And look, you have a lot of valid points, so I can't give it five it's, out it's of five. It's bird, no question on that. But I like that psycholog- psychological shit. Whereas, yeah. like, I've been watching this show six, seven episodes in, episode eight or whatever, I find out that it, what I thought was happening is completely wrong and it makes total sense why I thought the wrong thing. That is interesting to me. Yeah. It's like, how often does TV do you? I'm sorry, how, how, how often does TV surprise you? Right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give it the four. I say definitely watch it. And let's face it, if you have a Netflix s- subscription, I mean, it's not like it's costing you any more. Just fucking watch it. All right. Mo, when you were talking earlier about Disney plans, what, what were you referring to? Uh, what is it? The Falcon and Bucky limited TV series. Oh, yeah. It's eight episodes, how it should be. <laughs> Wait, Bucky and Falcon? Yeah. There's a book? No, no. Bucky Bucky and Winter Soldier. I mean, I'm sorry. Bucky. Yeah, no, you just said it right. Bucky well, he's Winter not Winter Soldier. Soldier anymore because he's not with the Russians anymore. They they stopped hacking him. But now, does this, that, the fact that it's those two, like, that feels like that, that Wait, lends you, itself to the fact that you, something happened are you to talking Captain about, America for uh, real. Are you talking about a book? or Because I saw a story. No, 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 no. Doing, this uh, is for Disney streaming. Like a, a limited television series. Yeah. I saw they're doing a, a TV show, uh, a Bucky and Falcon team up. Which is weird, but okay. Well, it's not it's not that weird, especially if they bond after Steve's death. It, it's weird to me if it's the same actors from the movies. Why? Well, it is going to be this because they died in Infinity War, but we all know that's getting fixed. Yeah, yeah, they're going to come back. Are they? <clears throat> yeah, they are. The only one that's not coming back is Captain America. Yeah, like at the end of the series, one of them is Captain America. Probably spinning off into the next set of Avengers movies. We should be Bucky, right? I mean, chronologically, yes. Well, not even now. Nah. I mean, if that you're, show that you're talking about might the, be them trying to be Captain America, but I mean, yeah, you're, you're talking about the the chronologically MCU wise, but um, oh, talk about comic I'll book wise, Falcon takes it first, right, for a little while. No, in the comics, Bucky does it first. If yeah, anything, you have to have Hawkeye first for like an issue. <laughs> Don't you have to have like Punisher be Captain America? No, first that, that that didn't happen. That was Ultimate. Was that just the the one print or one picture or whatever that somebody drew? No, it was. I I don't think that story even finished. Like I I remember a Punisher as Captain America. No, right. That, that Punisher became Captain or or took the mantle. After Steve got assassinated for like two issues, and then somebody made him take it off, right? It, it, I don't, I don't read Ultimate like that, but I know no, it's not. It's not Ultimate. That was that was in the standard Marvel universe. Like after, it was right after Frankencastle, like after Civil War. Like, you don't like get me when wrong. The, it, the flag it, smasher it, thing. Was it? You said was it after the flag smasher? Yeah. It might have been actually, yeah. I think it is after that. Yeah, like that wasn't even like real, like Captain America, like with the title, like yeah, no, he just not, put it on. Exactly. But the one that I saw isn't that. 
Oh, I don't know what else. Ultimate 3 or whatever. Oh. The, I remember uh, it's 3, but I don't remember that. The it was that series that they they never they never the Mark Millar one that they never got yeah. out it never finished and then right. they did hunger and destroyed the universe. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, so that that like you can't even count that. Like it was basically the most you saw of him was that cuz he had like the goggles and shit, right? Uh Oz? I I don't remember the goggles. <laughs> I I'm trying to remember when I saw it now, and you know what? It was right after it was right after Civil War because it was right after he was shot, and nobody yeah. knew who the next Captain America would be. And then there was the one image of the Punisher as Captain America, and so everybody thought it was going to be Frank Castle at that time. Yeah, like he 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 did take the mantle for a hot second, but. Not with anybody's blessing or anything like that. I, and I can't tell you if there was goggles. Oh, is it? it or not. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about, where he has he's holding a flag. No, he was in like a. It was the Punisher as Captain America. Like it was like the Punisher costume with like the Captain. I mean, the Captain America costume, but with like a Punisher skull, right? Like the star and a skull or something like that. Like I feel like. Yeah, it was War Journal number nine. Yeah. That cover lied to you. <laughs> like, as comic book covers will yeah, do. Yeah, that's not what happened in the comic. Yeah, it was... In, I'm looking... The one, the one I thought he saw was the Ultimates one. Mm. I'm going to post... It. Are you in chat? Because th- I'm going to yeah. post what I think was the one I saw into chat in just a... God damn it. Stupid Discord is... Updated. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it says Oscar B. Drunk is typing. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's that's the sma- the flag smasher story. And I I didn't read the book because it's yeah. still Marvel. It's Punisher War Journal number seven. Okay. And look, uh, I defer to you guys on this story. I just remember seeing that image. When everybody thought, when nobody knew who the new Captain America would be after Captain America was shot by his girlfriend. Right. So. Yeah, that's when. So, what happens in that story? He does put on the, the costume and he goes to fight white supremacists and then becomes one. He becomes a white supremacist? Yeah, because it's basically what happens is the Flag Smasher becomes Captain America. So, it's a white hooded Captain America. With a swastika, so he puts on the white, um, the he puts on the Captain America costume with the skull to fight him, the Flag Smasher, and then he ends up like, but as he doesn't really fight him right off the bat, he infiltrates that cell of white supremacists, and he like because he's crazy already, he kind of goes into it, so he actually gets initiated by killing. The chick that they kidnapped, and then after that, he becomes Franken Castle, right? That's way after. That's not like that's the next. That's my next uh, Punisher memory is Franken Castle, which I actually thought was kind of kind of awesome in in a weird way because I actually don't like the story itself. But the the did you read the story itself? I read a couple of those books. I didn't read the whole thing though. That shit was tight. 
Yeah, I look, I didn't read the whole thing. I just remember I Frankencastle, like just the name alone made me want to read a book of it. So I, I remember picking up a couple issues, but not the whole series. But yeah, maybe now I'll read the, the series. Because obviously it left enough of an impression in my mind that I remember it to this day, even only having read a couple issues of it. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, you want to talk about good Netflix TV series, you got to watch The Haunting of Hill House. I thought that was a book, not a Netflix. No, it's it's a Netflix TV series. It's based on a book, but Larry, you can't watch this series. Is it, I, I wasn't planning on it. No, is it but based, it's like... You said it's based on a book. Is it based on actual events like The Haunting no, of Hill no, House no, no, or whatever no, no, the fuck? No, 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 no. This is... This, this is family psychology. It's a study in family psychology of dealing with grief. What's the name of it? The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, but this shit, like, I, because it is Halloween, I'm just gonna talk about not how great it is, but how scary it is. Like, Larry, you'll be talking, you'll be watching this these little like kids bickering in the house that they moved to this haunted house. And then, you know, your eye will, like, get drawn to something off in the corner, and it's a ghost figure staring at you, the viewer. Oh, that's messed up. Yeah, and they have that in almost every shot. Like, you can't see it most of the time. But that creates the sense of eeriness and tension and fear. It's like, why am I so, why am I cringing at these little kids bickering at each other? And it's because there's a fucking man floating in a bowler hat staring at you in the eyes and it like out of focus or something or sometimes out of focus sometimes it's a reflection in like you know like if they're in the kitchen and they're serving coffee like you see it in the reflection of the coffee pot yeah no thank you coffee? but the shit is amazing the series is amazing like it's just like if you don't get scared by it like you'll get a really good you know everything in horror tries to do a lot of the jump scares and stuff and this is just a lot of tension built up and then when they show the ghost at you they don't like flash it to scare you and play that heavy music or whatever like it just creeps up into the camera <laughs> you know what i mean at a slow pace yeah i don't i don't want any part uh, of it like liz tried watching it emily just texted me about it like 10 minutes ago that they watched the first episode she's like i'm not watching this like she she couldn't hang uh what i'm seeing is a haunting of hill house is a reimagining of the shirley jackson novel right all those siblings who as children grew up in what would come to become the most famous haunted house in the country and now they're forced back together in the face of tragedy and must finally confront the ghosts of their past yeah okay that's exactly it. No. Yeah. But look, the fa- look, just the ghosts in teapots. That's enough for me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but Larry, the 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 family psychology of it, I think you would get a really like as a psychology student or major. Like you would get a real like, it, it's really like enthralling and captivating. It's unfortunate that I'll never know. <laughs> Wait, why? Maybe, why would you not the, watch this? So it's not for, and I haven't seen it. So you know, Mo, you let me know if I'm right or wrong. But 
from what I've read about this, it's all psychological horror. It's not like jump scares. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the but the thing is the technicality of it, like the way that you know, they're haunted by ghosts that they grew up with, basically. Like what they did uh, all right, I I guess I'll get into it. it it's so, more like reading Edgar Allan Poe than watching Saw is what I'm getting at. Well, no, 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 no. For Larry. It's, it's just as much Edgar Allan Poe, uh, Poe as it is fucking Poltergeist. Okay, and, I don't know if that helps get Larry into it, but go ahead. No, oh, I'm, t- I'm okay. talking to you now. And Larry, I do is the minute I, I saw it, I'm like, Larry, I wish Larry could watch this, but he's never going to do it. Oh, I will. Look, I'm, I'm scared already. Just look at the trailer. Nope. <laughs> well, you need, you need be- to talk to the audience because I've got Sabrina. I don't need this show. So you need to tell the audience well, why they need to watch this show. Well, you might need to watch it too. But basically what it is is this family decides to buy a house so they can renovate it and sell it and make a fortune. But this house is an old house in Massachusetts from, you know, the 1800s. And it's got a lot of ghosts, a lot of bad shit, a lot of bad juju and all this shit happened. And, you know, the kids are getting, you know, the mom is a little like bipolar or something or so they got to deal with the mom in those that respect. And then there's the ghosts in there that some are just there. Some are more malevolent than others and they're fucking with the kids and eventually something happens and the dad has to take the kids out and then he gets accused of murdering the mom and the kids go to their aunt to stay with and then next thing you know they're all grown up and one of the the youngest kid commits suicide and they're all drawn back basically to for her funeral to reunite with one another 20 something years later and they're recounting what happened in the past and working through the the grief that they didn't get to do over their mother that died in the house so that that's bottled up and they're dealing it dealing with the grief of their now deceased baby sister and hilarity ensues yeah <laughs> why would Larry not want to watch this though I mean it sounds more like like I said earlier more psycho like we talked about Daredevil more psychological than but it's, the thing is it's not no. like it's they're showing you all the ghosts like it's there's a scene horror is the worst kind of horror like there's a scene because you know it, it's the if you look at my review Larry I urge you to read my review on allgames.com for it because okay. I, I did it a little better than I can do now but basically like each character in here is a different stage of grief and they're all conflicting with one another as adults and that is part of the beauty of the show. But in the meantime, all that grief, that guilt, that anger, and that acceptance and sadness manifests as ghosts in the background. And it manifests as the torment of the, chi- of the children before they even experience any of the grief. So each one is kind of being tormented by the one they kind of represent but that torment isn't like uh, oh shit no it's like oh my god this this ghost is walking towards me in the cellar and you're expecting the camera to like pan out 
to the kid's terrifying face and it, the camera is not moving. The camera, the camera guy just set it down and left. And you're watching this, this ghoul climb and crawl towards this kid and grab him. Yeah. And I think I just scared Larry with that. I listen, like I can't do it. Like the psychological, like if if the thing is staring at me instead of the people on the screen, that makes it worse, not better. Like you told Larry there was a a sugar man in his apartment, and that fucked him up for like two weeks. Like he hasn't been able to really do the show from there since. Yeah. <laughs> like the, there's drawers he wouldn't even open because he's worried that that's where you hit it. I thought he found it in the fridge when he did the the whole upside down in the fridge, but no. Would it have been worse if it was Sugar Man than what you got? Equal. <laughs> but yeah, that's the haunting of Hill House. That it's you know it, the the cast is great. They're all they all you know some of them are are more famous than others. But they all do a really good job, and the kids do a really good job. Like I'm not a big fan of watching kids on TV shows that, and stuff. That's the toughest part because find a, a kid that can actually act is really difficult. Yeah, and then there's like a little twist in it too that. Uh, yeah, so if you, the whole if it, shit's great. If this show has kids that can act and pull it off, then that's a huge plus because that's rare. Oh my god! And it's well, one of the kids grows up to be like a heroin addict. And seeing him in the throes of withdrawal and lack of control over the substance and watching his little kid counterpart terrified at seeing what he's seeing, like, it's literally like that little kid grew up to be that guy. Like, that's how good the performance is. Okay. Sounds interesting. Definitely not watching it. <laughs> I mean, but my... yeah, that's that's it. And I give it, you know, I give it five dead mothers out of five. If that if that sounds too scary for you, then I recommend uh, a haunted house starring Marlon Wayans as a reasonable alternative. It's a good movie. A haunted house. Yeah, with Marlon Wayans, not the sequel, but the original. Funny as hell. I haven't seen that. It's it, it it's funny. Maybe I'll. See. It, it's one of those movies that um, makes fun of other scary movies. Yeah, like a parody. But it's not like scary movie too. But yeah, but it's not like stupid. Yeah, like it's well, just, nah, the Wayans brothers usually are make it, the good ones. Yeah, and it's it's just the the one Wayans brother that can act. I've said for years, Marlon Wayans is probably the only one that has any acting skill because I saw him do right. a, a scene from A Raisin in the Sun and uh, his his performance in Wrecking for, for a Dream was so, like, it just shows that he's the only talented Wayans brother. And he was he was good in Dungeons and Dragons, too. Okay. He I'll was. Get, I'll, I'll give, okay, yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not it's like, tough. Jeremy Irons in it, and he's the best. And they had Jeremy Irons was in it, and fucking Marlon Wayans was the better actor in See, the movie. That's tough because it's not a great movie. But you're right; he does turn in. I mean, he's trying. He's okay. there. Nah, man, you give him credit where credit's due. In that, 
Uh, yeah, the the sequel not as good as the original, but if you watch the first Haunted House with Marlon Wayans, it's fucking amazing. So tell me a little about Sabrina, man. You saw more than I did. I only got to watch the first. I'm up episode. to like episode five or six. Um, the and you're you've only watched episode one, uh, Larry. I don't think you watched any of it. No, no, I, I didn't. I, I got like halfway through episode one, right? Because and I just ran out of time. Like episode it was too scary, huh? Was it too scary? No, 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 not at all. It it literally was just uh, like I ran out of time. Like I I had to work today, mm-hmm. and and like actually be out in the field, and so I didn't get the opportunity to just like start watching it at all. So right and- until like. Just before the show, and I I completely understand. Um, the first episode takes place like three days before her birthday, and it's kind of like a day and a half of a day in the life of Sabrina, the the teenage witch. And amazingly, it takes place in real time. So the the first and, and second episode, when they finally get to her birthday, takes place over three days in real time. I mean, I'm I'm not kidding. This is this thing felt like it went on forever. Really? You 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 thought it was boring? I'm not going to say boring, but there's a lot of hey, this is this is Sabrina and look, she's just a teenager, but hey, there's this wacky thing where she's also a witch and it's just the first two ep- the, specifically the first one just so much time is spent in getting to know her and every one of her goddamn friends, which I really don't need that much information about her friends. I want to know See, about Sabrina and her being a witch and well, how that you kind of do if by issue seven, like she's eating them, which she's not. Well, well oh, like, well, I mean, cannibalism hasn't. It's been suggested where one of her aunts says, "Oh, it's a it's a shame that this that they wanted a close cast because I haven't had long pig in a while." And I understand long yeah. pig means human, human flesh, but that's just the comment in passing. Like they don't actually show what would be considered cannibalism until episode five or six. At which point it's also a, a dream sequence, so I can't. It's not like in real world they're eating, they're doing cannibalism, but it's implied that, hey, Zelda is into cannibalism, and apparently it's delicious. Oh, I'm still going. Okay, um, so <laughs> see, and I, that's why I was surprised that Mo's only on episode one because it's such a slow burn. Which and we but, just but, had a discussion about slow burn episodes. Well, see, and you know, for me, episode one is not a slow burn because that's for issue one. Episode one is four issues of the comic. See, and that's well, and that, but that makes sense though because like a comic would be about like you know fifteen minutes worth of TV time, right? See, and that, that, that that's probably the difference between you guys and me is I'm not I've read a couple of the Sabrina comics, but my real meal real uh enjoyment of Sabrina the Teenage Witch came from the, the Melissa Joan Hart show in what, like the nineties? Yeah. So that was good too. And so like one of the things that 
kind of pissed me off was Salem because I I know in the original comics, Salem is just a cat, just a familiar. But to me, I was introduced to Salem as a talking, uh, as a cat who used to be a warlock, tried to take over the world and has now been his punishment for trying to take over the world is now he has to live as a cat and he's, he's a talking cat for Sabrina. That's not what you get in this episode. Right. In in, in Um, this show. Now, in this show, in they, this they, they turned Salem into Ambrose, the the cousin, who is being his punishment is is house arrest, living with with uh, no, Sabrina but Kranz. in the comics, that's what Ambrose is too. In in the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina comics, you mean right? It does the so what is the the cat in the comics as opposed to the in he's a guy that lived through the witch trials and he kind of. Um, tampered with shit and he got punished and he's been a cat since but the way she asked for the familiar in the TV series instead of just getting like a random familiar she actually just put the, the application out or whatever and she, that's how she got Salem in the comics and uh, in this one it's just like a demon that took the form of a cat and he doesn't speak right and um, well he doesn't speak where you can hear him, but yeah, it's kind of like Groot, where yeah. he he meows and the people and you know like respond to like. him yeah. like like oh d- what do you mean blah 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 and yeah so that that goes on, which I can accept. It's not I I love the the uh, megalomaniac wanted to take over the world cat that yeah. that I grew up with, but I can accept that. I can accept this Salem. I don't like him, but I, I don't mind that he's a, a what the the show describes as a goblin that takes the form of an animal to be her familiar. And you still have the cousin Ambrose who fulfills the Salem role. And do they show his familiar? No, he's not allowed to have a familiar That's as part okay. of as part of this punishment because. There's a point where another witch is killed and the familiar shows up and he kind of like tries to like make it his pet. But, you know, Zelda's like, well, you're not really allowed to have a familiar. So and what was that familiar? It was uh, it was uh, a lizard, uh, not chameleon, uh, like a uh, iguana. Oh. Is is uh, is a big? It's a big lizard, and it, it's not like even a, his. Like a monitor. Yeah, I'm gonna say iguana. It's a big lizard because a monitor. I keep thinking like a komodo, but it's not yeah. that big. And it's just it's it's another which is familiar, and they say well, they familiars don't really live for very long after their their witch has died, so he it's just him like holding on to it until it actually dies because it's witch is dead because he can't really have his own familiar and i'm only halfway through the through the series so and i i've grown to accept ambrose and you guys say that the in the comics that's how that is so i'm not gonna yeah only he does have two familiars yeah i'm not gonna gonna bitch it's about two it cobras much. and they're awesome yeah, no, he's I, I, I'm actually not a uh, like super familiar with Sabrina in any form. Like, I didn't watch the TV show, 
You're doing yourself a disservice, friend. Nah, That's me being the host. Yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah, I like but uh and I didn't I didn't read Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, even though um you know it it sounded pretty interesting. The what I've seen of the show, which you know is like only half of it has uh been really good. Like I've I've I liked it. I mean, don't get me wrong though. It, it it might be a different experience watching it like for half an hour and then stopping versus watching it for the full hour. But um, the young lady, or well, or the girl that's being that's Sabrina, you know, home chick that you know, like she's great, but she's been great. She was great in Mad Men. So yeah, it's I was like, almost afraid of her being Sabrina because I didn't think I was would enjoy it, but she's actually really good. Yeah, really good. And so, you know, I'm just like, I don't think she's like, that I, good. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm definitely going to keep watching it. I don't, I don't think she's that good. She's got like two facial expressions. And, and that's about it. It's like that's confused. Hilarious. And I know what I know what you're talking about. And that's it. Like, like there's times where she's kind of confused about what's happening. So she's got to she's got to ask somebody whether it's her aunt or just somebody that knows any. To me, I it, it's just weird. I don't I don't believe it. I mean, I she's a decent Sabrina. It's just you guys are telling me she's a great actress. I'm not I'm not seeing great actress. I'm seeing You're not seeing anything. Okay. I've seen um serviceable, not yeah. Academy like like I wouldn't give her an award, but right. You're believable. She's not ruining the show, basically. Right, no, no, she's, she's definitely not ruining the show. I mean she's she's fine. I'm I'm not I don't have I'm not gonna knock against her I'm just not gonna hand her an award. Yeah. No, I mean like don't get me wrong like I, I, again I only got to see like half of it and it felt like all the emotions she was displaying were appropriate but at the same time like all the stuff that I was seeing is like you know she only there was. There's only so much range in that half an hour, in that first see, half an hour. And, and that's the thing. I don't see a range of emotions on her. her like, I see her emotions either no, be neutral or confused. Right. No, but I'm saying I think neutral and confused uh, were the only emotions that she was supposed to have when I, when I was watching. So it's like if she needs to be, like, happy later and it's not working right, then I get it. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, like, okay, th- like, there's points see, where... see more for acting... And more what she had to do than I have. So. Yeah, th- there's points where she's supposed to be pissed, and I still think she's confused. <laughs> uh, it, it's an interesting show because it's it's technically a, relig- a religious show. Um, the 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 ants are, you know, we're devout. I, devout, like it's kind of it technically devout Catholics, but the opposite because they they worship uh, Lucifer. And that's kind of the the basis of the first couple episodes is she's supposed to do her baptism. Obviously, instead of a regular baptism, it's a bat- baptism to to Lucifer. And you know, there's even, there's even a point where like the was head there a priest, flying goat? There wasn't a flying goat, but there's a goat that they were going to sacrifice. But and Lucifer so, himself is actually like a goat monster. But the one that she sacrifices doesn't turn into Lucifer. 
No, but Lucifer himself oh. is does show up as a as a ghost yeah. Monster. No, but it man. Okay, so and I, I mean, you know part, what? I'm not even sure they actually sacrifice it. You've only seen the first episode. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert: yeah. she doesn't go through the baptism. Oh, which is fuck. actually a a point. Dude, that's like episode two. That that's actually yeah, the, the, the main conflict of this show it no because it's it's her it, if she goes and like if you guys saw the first episode going through the baptism, she has to forsake all her human friends. And obviously she doesn't want to do that. So her not going through the baptism, she has to balance that's what sets off the i have to balance the witch world with the mortal world because the the world of the dark the the religious world they need her in in that world like there's a prophecy there's a prophecy that she has to do all these things and her not wanting to go through this like not wanting to sign her name like sign her name off and devote her soul to the dark lord lucifer is actually a big deal that she has to do to fulfill this prophecy but she doesn't want to do so you know that and that's where the show conflict actually happens i mean you guys haven't seen past episode two so you don't to to you that's the conflict is is she is how is she gonna how is she gonna balance you know how how is she gonna go through this and deal with that i'm telling you the show is about she's already said i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna dedicate my soul to lucifer and in fact i'm gonna fucking destroy lucifer and that's the real point of the of the of the show and so so, sounds amazing so so the show becomes again in religious context um whereas Let's substitute Catholic Church with the Church of Satan, and it's literally described as the same thing, except you know instead of the devil being Lucifer, the devil is now God, as they call him the the false god. And it's it's this this religion needing her to be a part of it to fulfill their prophecy. At the same time, she feels that she has this loyalty to the human world. She doesn't, you know, the 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 religion the religion tells her, well, like we believe that you can do whatever the fuck you want, but you have to do what Lucifer, Lucifer says. And she says, well, that doesn't sound like I can do whatever the fuck I want, and it means I have to get rid of my friends. And I'm not going to get rid of my friends. I need to to be in this other world fuck you guys i'm gonna i'm gonna fight your god that seems like the the basis of this show yeah well look look when when i get a text that says drop everything now and watch sabrina teenage witch you can't fucking blame me for having watched half the series when you guys no i'm not not blaming you for watching it like I'm blaming you. I'm not even blaming you for anything. I'm just, the moment you, the bar, dark baptism didn't happen, I'm out. That was my favorite issue of the book. In the dark baptism, Did the goat go- comes to pick her up. 
she has to ride it. It flies, takes her to the part of the woods. She befriends them on the ride. They they have a little back and forth. At the end of the issue, they say, "All right, that's your goat. You have to kill him." And she's like, "What?" He goes, "That's your baptism. You have to kill that goat. You just you just befriended it. It brought you here, and you like him. You care about him." Now you have to kill him. You have to sacrifice something. You got to give the Dark Lord something. The moment she slices his throat, a goat monster comes out. And it turns out it was Satan the whole time. He was just testing her. You know what? Even if she had gone through the ceremony, that's not what would have happened. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm out. I'm out. the, The main thing about this ceremony is she had to sign her name in Lucifer's book. At, yeah, which which makes her his book. servant. Yeah, but and that that yeah. is the main like what that whole ceremony. That's the only thing. That, in fact, there's a point where she rejects the ceremony, and they're still saying, "Well, you know what? It it's still the the eclipse is still happening. You can still just sign this book, and we're done." So th- her signing over her soul to to Lucifer is the whole. Is that that's the only point to end ceremony? And in fact, there's an episode where there's a legal trial based on her refusing to sign that 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 book. It's kind of like, oh, she broke her promise, so we're Lucifer sues yeah. her, essentially. Yeah, not look. technically Lucifer, but her his high priest Faustus right, in charge cool. of the Church of Lucifer. Yeah, it's cool. Look, play the rap up music. This is Trump's America now. <laughs> There's no hope. Did I just ruin some? <laughs> yeah, that's it. The, the one, the, the one show that he told us to drop everything and watch, and I've just ruined it for him. Is that what look, just happened? That's what you look because you can't, you because you can't not spoil things, Oz. No, but the thing is, it's not about spoiling it. It's, oh, it's about it's spoiling. about what they did. Like this, what huh? they chose to. Do. It's what it's, a, it's no. about what the, the show chose to do. No, I would have the same reaction if I'd watched that. No flying Maybe, goat monster. You know. No, I would have. Because I, I, I love that the title is called Dark Baptism. I was excited for it. The only reason I haven't watched it is because I'm watching it with Liz and Emily. So I got to wait on until our schedules meet to watch it, to finish watching it. So I, I was excited. I've been waiting to, you know, usually Friday night is when we watch the stuff together. And I've been waiting since last Friday night. And now it's done. Wrap up music. I, look, I, why are you blaming me? I didn't write the dark baptism episode. I just yeah. told him what happened. No, it turns out the fucker that wrote the the issue dark baptism also butchered it. It's the same writer. I mean, it's a writer room, right? So no, it's written by the one guy. No, but that's that's how writing rooms work. Where. Hey, look, hey, rap, I said wrap up music like 30 and, seconds ago. And then, and then they, I don't need they, to they, know. I, look, I went to film school. Finish. I know how it works. The, the, the dark baptism uh, there's only is... there's one, one name I could blame. The dark <laughs> baptism in, in this show is just, hey, you need, to, you need to put your name on this book. Yeah, no. It, that, look, that's essentially it. That's, that, that is literally the whole episode. Wrap up music. We're not going to talk about Titans and... I mean, it's already 9-11. Look, all right. I'll talk about Titans real quick. Uh, Episode 2 of Titans on the DC app that's still not working properly. The Hawk Hawk and Dove episode. Yeah. Like, they could get 
good costumes for Hawk and Dove, but they can't get ones for the actual like namesakes of the show is ridiculous. The Hawk, whoever the actor for Hawk is, man, yeah, that, he's that really dude, good. Yeah, and the Dove one too. Like she's not the great actress, but she looks great in the costume. Oh yeah, the, the costume design for Hawk and Dove. Not just like a hot chick, just from like she look. It looks like straight from the comic book. Wow. But yeah, that that show was terrible. And then the <laughs> next one, I saw, I saw the Doom Patrol like still. Doom Patrol is, is episode so four, which doesn't like. Okay, that's just them trying to like tell people what the hell Doom Patrol is because nobody fucking knows who Doom Patrol is, and I don't know why they even made that yeah. a show. Which, okay, so Doom now, Patrol is the basis for X Men. So so now that no, you mentioned it, uh, it is. It's not true. Doom Patrol came out first. It did not. Yeah, it did. No, dude. Like, they, listen. Okay, maybe maybe the issue came out first technically, but they came out like in the same month. Mm-mm. No. Mm-hmm. Doom it's Patrol like, came out. Like Patro- X-Men's not a, a take on Doom Patrol. Doom it's pa- a ripoff. Doom Patrol it came out really- in 63. When did X-Men come out? 1963. It, 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 I'm telling you, like I know the history, even though I don't know jack about Doom Patrol, but I know that it came out the same month. It's a X-Men bunch of did. teenage people that are weird and are led by a guy in a wheelchair. Okay, what's is that there movie? a guy in the wheelchair in Doom Patrol? There is, oh, and, and they're supposed to be. I haven't seen the episode, so I'll find out next week when I watch the next Titans. Oh jeez, I hate that they don't just put all of them up. Now compare that Bloodhaven fan show to Titans. Right, Nightwing the series. Yeah. Which um when when you told me about it, I'd forgotten about it, but I, I I'm pretty sure I donated to the Kickstarter for this damn thing. <laughs> I remember you showing the trailer or something back in the day. Yeah. But uh Nightwing the series compared to Titans you know what? I'm gonna say same quality. Like, <laughs> qu- like quality wise, it's it's the same. Except Nightwing is actually Nightwing. Like he's actually wisecracking, and the actor playing Nightwing sucks as an actor. But the but he the, looks better than the guy playing. Robin. I wouldn't even say looks, but the way it's written, like he actually is making the the same jokes that I picture Nightwing actually making. Plus. You know what? He's actually playing Nightwing, whereas the other dude is Ryan is is Robin. Well, look, that makes it better. And I, like, I have problems with that Nightwing costume in in the Nightwing the series, but it's a Nightwing costume, and Titan doesn't even have that. Uh, um, I I will say that there is um because I saw the entire series. And there's one episode where they show him in the Robin costume, which looks like they cut out a piece of cardboard and took a Sharpie and wrote an R on it. So obviously they blew their load on the Nightwing costume and <laughs> possibly the the uh, Deathstroke costume. But uh, <sighs> quality-wise, it's actually better than the Titans. Story-wise, they still fanboy out and make a lot of fucking mistakes. Like, um, they do the the killing joke scene where Barbara gets shot, but it's not, you know, it 
Like it's in her own apartment. It's not in while she's visiting her dad. So that um, Gordon, Gordon has nothing to do with it. It's not actually killing joke. It's just, hey, look, the Joker shot her while wearing a, a, a Hawaiian shirt, essentially. And it bothered me that they said she, you know, they, she was dead for like years. They thought, well, Nightwing thought she was dead. Batman knew she wasn't dead. Blah, blah, blah three years, whatever. But it actually made the split from Nightwing and Batman. It made the split make more sense. Because there, there's an episode where they're at Barbara's funeral. And Nightwing is mourning the love of his life who has just died. While Batman's like, hey, you know what? Joker's still out there. We need to go get him. Like, we need to, to do that right now. I don't even know why the fuck you're crying over this chick because Joker's still out there. Why the fuck are we even here? It, it made a lot more sense than what Titans tried to do, which was, well, Batman was too violent, but Robin, but, you know, Grayson was also just as violent, which I, I don't know. I don't even, in Titans, I don't even know why Robin left Batman, to be honest. I mean, they haven't said yet, right? Well, he says, he explains it. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, you know what? He says he was becoming too much like him. Right. But the one time, but then right afterwards, they show him as Robin beating the fuck out of everybody, doing exactly what he said. Right? Like, he's like, and don't get me wrong, I'm not really defending the show. I just, like, what they're trying to convey there is he's become more like Batman and doesn't like it. Right. And like he's not in Titans, it doesn't seem like he's trying to not be that you know, the that bat that version of himself or whatever. You know what I mean? It's he Yeah. Like he he, he left Batman so he wouldn't become like Batman, but then you they're see him as Robin, and, he, and he's doing what he said he's trying not to be. Right, as, right. No, it, I hear you on that. In in Nightwing the series, it, he he's at least trying to not be that. Right, right. No, I feel you on that. But yeah, it's long story short. It, it's weird. It's like weird. It. I I don't. I might have given money to this guy's Kickstarter. I don't remember. It's so long ago. I think it was like 2012. Um, yeah. But the the whole point is this is a fan a fan series that quality wise is on par with Titans. <laughs> story wise, look, I have a lot of issues with with the story. You know, the dead Barbara, the fucking up the killing joke, horrible Robin suit. And uh, it bugs me that Deathstroke has two eyes through the whole series. So story wise, like they, they both fuck it up, but quality wise, they're equal. And we're talking about a heavily produced Netflix show as opposed to this this dude made a Robin suit and asked for Kickstarter money to do a series. Right. That's true. It, it, it's a, it, it's a big problem. If the, the quality, they're, they're both in the same level of quality. And in fact, yeah. you know what? The, 
the the Nightwing in this series, just the fact that he's Nightwing is he's already a better character than than the Grayson that they have in Titans. Yeah. You know, there's no. Uh, I wish there was other heroes in 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 that series so I can compare. You know, there's no there's no Starfire, which I wish Joe was here so he could say fuck Starfire, because <laughs> if you I'm surprised that's not on your soundboard. <laughs> look, it's in it's in last week's preview. The yeah, only yeah. <laughs> like technically the only other hero that shows up is Red Hood, and that's just like a really quick thing and even that is done way better than anything else titans has done wow go watch nightwing the series it's uh it's fun i mean if you i i I can't believe that fucking robin suit i i swear (laughs) it looks like a piece of cardboard with an r on it that's not that's not a joke. That's not me trying to be funny. That is a literal description of what this fucking costume looks like. I have enough right. problems we- with the Nightwing suit that they use, but I can I, I can forgive it. It's just this. We we should get out of here before Moses quits the show. <laughs> Moses quit the show like half an hour ago. I, I'm I'm distraught over this. Over the dark. The baptism? dark baptism. Just watch it. You'll be fine. Nah, I mean, ultimately, I will be fine. But the show's not fine if I'm not pissed about it. I, <laughs> I'm shocked you know? that you only watched the first episode. I'm telling you, like it, we, all three of us were excited about it. Like I've been no, 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 not no. Hold on, all, for a no, while, and all, then all three Liz of us actually read it. So all three of us were not excited about it. I completely forgot about it until you literally told me to drop everything and watch it now. It's called pre-production. And when I got that text, I assumed you were probably halfway through it. And I was talking to Joe mainly because he's the one that responded. I I couldn't respond. I I was downloading the episodes. I mean, looking for uh, review copies in our email officially. Wrap up music, please. (laughs) Larry, man, why don't you give us some something to think about as we go? Uh, You know what? I think next week I'm going to check out uh, and do a review of DC's event, Heroes in Crisis. So I think I'm gonna go ahead and read one and two. I was actually uh, about to buy that next time I hit. There the you go. So if you're listening and you wanna read that and and review it with us, give us your take on it. You should do that. It'll probably be a good time. Uh, give us some final thoughts. You know you're already paying for Netflix. Just watch Daredevil and Sabrina. I mean, it doesn't cost you more money. No, I already gave Daredevil a shot. I was bored. I'm going to move on to something else. Well, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the audience (laughs) at this point. (laughs) Sorry. You you actually consider your time. It literally sounded like he was talking to me. No. (laughs) No, it wasn't. A hit dog will holla. You you understand that your time is is worth money, but the audience doesn't. 
And uh, for Joe, who's not here, I really wish he was here to talk about Sabrina. Although he might, he might be more forgiving than I can. But I don't know. Lately, he's been less. Has he watched any of it? Do you know how much he's watched? I don't know. I, I sent him the link for the trial so he could just watch binge it, you know. But um, he might need a, a review copy. But uh, yeah, for the rest of us, come check us out next week right here at the only place you'll get us, allgames.com. <laughs>